For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, July 11th, and I can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ears. Today is an incredible conversation where we solve the world's problems yet again. Mm -hmm. That is what you come to the show for, and today we deliver. Also, an incredible conversation with the voice of college football, Kirk Herbstreit. We are 43 days away from college football. It is in the air. Can you smell it? Mm -hmm. Can you smell it? Kirk Herbstreit is going to make you feel all the feels about football season being right around the corner. And he even dives into a little bit of his personal life, which I'm not sure he does on a regular basis. He's handsome, he's intelligent, and with us, he's an incredible interview. Today's show is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket-buying app on planet Earth and the moon. That's right. Studies have said if you were to buy a ticket to any live event, you better use SeatGeek. Because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket buying platforms and make sure you're getting the best tickets for the best prices to make sure you have the best experience of your life. You're alive, but are you living? Go live a little and experience something live with your friends at SeatGeek. Right now, promo code PAT, get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, get $20 off your first order. Per usual, a little self-awareness here. If we have a lot of money in the bank, promo code PAT, $10 off. If we don't have enough money yet... Promo code McAfee, get $20 off your first order because we're in this together. We need both of those promo codes to keep going because that's good for business. And good for business means good for you. And good for you means SeatGeek is happy. And when SeatGeek's happy, everybody's happy Mm -hmm. because SeatGeek has tickets to sports, comedy, theater, plays. Are those two the same thing, by the way? Theater and plays? Sometimes. Eh, It could be. Maybe not, though. What else could there be? Musical. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. go see a musical. Maybe take your lady out to a musical or your boyfriend out to a show. Go see a comedian. Go do something and make sure you get your tickets from SeatGeek. Without further ado. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> joining us now is a handsome man. He's the voice of college football. You can see him on game day. You can see him on prime time, all fall on Saturday nights. Used to be a quarterback. Now he's a football whiz. From ESPN, Mr. Kirk Herbstreit. Oh, what is up? What is up, man? How you doing? How's your summer going? Hey, everything's going great, and let me tell you why, Mr. Herbstreit. Because I have a chance to talk to an absolute living legend in the college football world once again. I'm so thankful you chose to join us. Oh, man, anytime. I always love to come on with you. You and I saw each other in Nashville, uh... And, and I think it was the night oh, yeah. that you had a legendary <laughs> moment on stage. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that will live forever. That what? was just, that, that, tell, me, tell me how you came up with that idea 
Um, did you and your buddies come up with that? Did you come up with it on the fly? How, how did that come about? Well, I mean, you were one of the first people I saw immediately afterwards. We left yeah. from the draft, went right back to the hotel, and there's uh, like a group of people like buzzing around a guy while he's going to take a piss. And I like look around, and they're like, "I was like, oh, Herb Street's here." I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" So you go to the bathroom, you come back out, and you're like, "What are you in town for?" I was like, "Oh, I just did a little draft announcement." I was like, "Oh, I just saw that on TV." I was like, "Did you?" Yeah. Hear it? I said, "Did you hear it?" You're like, no, I was like, all right, you're gonna like it when you hear it. I um the NFL gave me an alley oop there. They asked if I wanted to do an announcement. We all knew what was gonna happen when I got up there. I didn't plan on burying the Titans at all until Reggie Wayne went viral for burying them, so I had to like, you know, show a little team camaraderie there oh, and do it. Oh my god. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. yeah we, you went next level. <laughs> I mean that was do you have it? Like, can we play it? I just want to hear it laugh. <laughs> we don't have that the tech. So good. We don't have the tech to do that. But um, the draft, and now that the NBA is over and NHL is over, there's something in the air. Football is right <laughs> around the corner. It's on deck. Are you like a kid who's like excited to get back to school after summer vacation? Are you locked down in your basement right now watching film? What is the Kirk Herbstreit doing with football this close? on the horizon man it's it's you're right it's it's like for me the year is in stages you know there's there's in season and you get you know you get through the national championship and i'm a sports junkie like you i mean i i, I like it all you know and so i'm i'm i get caught up in whether it's college troops i'm a big baseball fan i'm a big red fan so i you know i follow follow what's going on with that and follow some of the majors and what's golf and really i'm just it's like I'm treading water. I'm dying to get back uh, into football. And when when the NBA is over and we get to uh, the middle of the summer, you know, the magazines start coming out. People start getting excited, start talking about it. And I'm I'm no different than everybody else. I'm just a fan. And so yeah, I'm, I'm already looking at film, already starting to study, already starting to talk with some of the coaches about how things are looking. And yeah, it's just it, the only the only caveat I would say is I have four boys. And two of my boys are uh, graduating. They've already graduated from high school, and my wife and I are taking them uh, tomorrow uh, to go to college. And so that that for us has been a major focus. And you know, you get to a point as a dad when your kids are going to leave home, and it's it's uh, in my case, it's very mixed emotions. I mean, it's like you're excited, proud, you're happy, but. You're losing two of your four boys. I have four boys, and you're losing two of them. So that that's probably taken a lot of our energy and, and time uh, over the last few months, just kind of getting through that and eventually dropping them off here in the next couple of days and giving them a hug and, and saying, go get them. <laughs> so uh, this is something that's very interesting because when your kids leave – and go to college. Your two boys, uh, I believe their twins are heading to Clemson, uh, walk-ons yep. for the football team. Yep. That's incredible, by the way. Congratulations. How? Thanks. Hey, no problem. I assume now's the time where you just hope that all of the work ethic and all of the morals that you've instilled in these men is something that can carry over to a little bit of freedom whenever they get down to Clemson. And do you expect Dabo Sweeney to be an incredible leader to them? Is that why you chose or helped them choose or if they completely chose Clemson to begin with? Well, you know, for, for me, I have such an interesting perspective because I, I kind of get behind, uh, kind of behind the curtain for all these programs. I, I, all these teams, they, they want you to, you know, when you 
you hear the the SID or whatever, they give you kind of the steel. Well, I've been very fortunate to get behind that and actually see these programs and, and kind of see how they're run. And I think anybody could watch the Clemson program and say, wow, that's impressive how, how Dabo Sweeney runs his program. And, and for me to be able to not only see that the way his team plays, that's great, but just the way he, he runs his operation, especially in my boys' cases where they're going as preferred walk-ons, I wanted to, you know, kind of give give them the opportunity to look to see where they wanted to go, but at the same time, kind of give a blessing of, okay, if you're going to go in, in these circumstances, that's a great place. And they, they kind of looked around and and uh, wanted they didn't want to play smaller uh, division one double A or division three. Uh, they wanted to go either play big and, and try to shoot to the stars or or not play at all. And so I said, cool, you know, if, that, if that's your thing, go for it. And they decided uh, to go to Clemson. And with my relationship with Dabo, and like I said, what I've seen from them, I was so elated and happy for them because I know beyond just the football part of it, they're, they're, when you're letting your kids go, they're going to a culture that uh, you, you really believe in and you really feel good about where they're going. And like you said, you hope what you've instilled in them combined with where they're going uh, ends up being a, a good a good thing for them. And we'll see four or five years later how, how it goes. But I'm, I'm, I'm very confident uh, in, in, the, in the location and the coaches and the culture. Okay, so congratulations. That's spectacular. Appreciate it. Yeah, no Thank problem. I, I, the, the preferred walk-on, by the way, is just a step towards getting a scholarship if you go and earn it, especially nowadays. Clemson has to be elated that your children are going there, strictly because you are the voice of college football at this point. Is there any worry for you? Any worry at all for you? Because you hear it whenever, because you were a player at Ohio State. I'm sure there was people that were like, oh, this guy, the way he talks about this team. He's blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Is there any worry about the haters in the potential backfire that could come from having two kids in a program that is going to be on primetime television on a very regular basis? They're going into a national championship. You're going to have to talk about them. Has there been any thought by you, or is it just kind of like a fuck them all type? And, 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 I, I do what I got. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the latter really. I think I, think I, I, think I, I went ahead and jumped on that bandwagon about ten years ago in every category beyond my kid. I think you have to to survive in this world that we live in, especially when you live in the public eye. I I, I think um, there's you get all kinds of negative uh, criticism about. Can't believe they didn't go to Ohio State. You're a traitor. You know, you get all kinds of stuff. And, and I've, I've heard people say, well, you're not going to be able to call Clemson games because your kids go there. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, I, of course I'll be able to call Clemson ga- Clemson's games. And hopefully they're in a position down the road where they're actually out in the field and contribute. Who, who knows? Um, but no, man, it, you know, living in the world that we live in with social media and people can reach out to you at any moment that uh, people love to, to be cynics and, and jackasses and, and do whatever they can to try to, uh, ruin your day, but I, I just, I don't, I, I guess I'm just numb to it. I'm just, I don't even, it doesn't even, I don't even hear it. It doesn't even really impact me. I think for them, just because they've been in somewhat of a bubble and, and kind of the way you have to raise your kids when you live in the public eye, you know, to, to let go and, and to, to, to kind of not be there. Um, they, they're going to, I think it'll be an eye opener for them to kind of see what it's like to live um, out 
and deal with the last name and deal with some people are going to recognize their last name and some people are going to like them and some people are going to hate them just because <laughs> of their last name, you know, and how do you deal with that? Um, so that, that'll, that, that's probably as a dad, the one thing you wonder about how they, uh, will have to deal with that because that's, that's part of their world. It's part of, I didn't live with that. And I don't know if you had to deal with that, but you know, I, I, I think, you know, when you're, when you have kids and they go out and, and go on their own, that'll be, a, you know, somewhat of a concern for you as well. I think it's for any, any parent that, that lives in the public eye. Absolutely. And I don't know how anybody can hate the Herb Street name. You're so smooth and good on TV. Anybody that hates you is just trying to do it to stir the pot. I would like to say, I think athletes are better at dealing with haters on the internet. Like I watch you kind of bury some people. Not bury. I'm sorry. That is a, a fraud term, but you'll engage with some trolls just because I think yeah. in the football and in the sports world, shit talking is something that happens. So whenever somebody, yeah. went, yes. And I, <laughs> hey, it's hard. It is hard for me to resist the urge too. every once in a while when somebody will just troll or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? If everybody's like, well, if you give that guy attention, you're giving him his once. He's like, yeah, but what about me? Like, I want to talk shit to this guy too. Like, why can't I do that? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a hard. See, that's me. That's me. I look at it as a sport. You know, yes. depending on the on the on the time of the year, I really enjoy it. It's become and and what I do is I'll just I'll I'll kill them with kindness, or I'll I'll, I'll uh, and then I'll let all my followers just kind of get their machine guns out and, <laughs> and load on them. You know, I let them I let them do the damage. But I, and I'll say something like someone will say something off the wall, and I and I'll retweet it with them. This is a real person. A real person is having this thought right now. I'll just let all those people follow up with, you know, you're an idiot kind of thing. But, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I, and, and especially in the fall when I can literally say one sentence and an SEC fan will say, you're such a Big Ten homer. You're such an Ohio State homer. You suck. I can't believe you. Same sentence. An Ohio State fan will say, I hate you. You, you've, you've always, you're a sellout. You hate Ohio State. You hate the Big Ten. And I'm like, okay. You know, I, 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 at some point in the fall, I could be like, hey, everybody have a good Tuesday. Stay out. F you. It's like, hey, good. Good to see you guys. Have a good day. So when you realize there are people out there like that that just, just despise you just for just, just for the fact that they despise everybody, you really can't take it personally. You just kind of have fun with it. Yeah, I agree completely. Okay, so college football is the most passionate football. I think we can say that. I, I think the yeah. fan bases are insane. There was a lot of chatter about you potentially getting into the NFL. How close mm -hmm. were you to moving the Herb Street brand and brain into the National Football League coverage, especially because ESPN was having a lot of turnover and you're so good on the microphone. Was there a chance that you were going to be an NFL guy? Uh, there, there was talk about it. There was talk years and years ago uh, about it with my agent, and uh, this is more of studio work. And I, um, I was just determined. You get, let's quick little story for me is I was not Desmond Howard. I didn't win a Heisman. I wasn't Pollock. Who won, you know, the three-time All-American. I'm an anomaly, you know, as far as TV is concerned. I, I played at Ohio State. I was a captain. I was, you know, a guy that worked hard. I was the same era as Elvis Gerback and Trent Green. Uh, an IU guy, and and I was okay. If you were in the Big Ten region, you knew about me. But uh, two years later, I'm sitting on the desk at College Game Day in 1996, and 
that wasn't really normal. So I really, I, I made my name as more of a TV guy than as a player. And, and instead of hiding from that, instead of being embarrassed about that, I, I kind of accepted it. And I took it as a challenge early in my career that I might not have the credentials that everybody, all these other guys on TV do, but man, I'm going to outwork every single one of these guys. I'm going to be the most prepared guy. And that, that's kind of who I am to this day. That, that's my goal is be prepared, be plugged in, have relationships. And I, there's a coach I can't call in college football that, that I can't have a relationship with. And I don't say that lightly. Like that's something that's precious to me. Because it's not BS. It's, it's, it's real, the, the relationships, because that's how you get information. And I've done that now for, for 25 years. And so when it came to the NFL, I, I, I just really had an issue with maybe my credentials as a broadcaster would allow me to go to an NFL booth and call a game. But I, I, don't, I never played in the NFL. And, and for me... Well, I think I could do a very good job in, in analyzing a game and being entertaining, at least trying to be, and, and trying to have fun with it. Um, there's something about never playing in the NFL that's a little bit of a roadblock for me. And so I, I, I love, and the other thing is I love college football. Like I, it'll never get old for me because I have the same passion in 2019 that I had when I was a kid. And it never changes because play, new players come in and, they were hang around for three years or four or five, and, and then they leave. And they go to the NFL or they graduate, and here comes the next wave. And, and for me, like right now, I'm already, uh, today when I get done ha- hanging up uh, this call with you, I'll start digging into more college football. So I, I'm really fortunate to do something I love. And the NFL I like, but I don't have that same passion for the NFL uh, that I have for the college game. It's incredibly humble of you. I just want to, it's incredibly humble of you to do. I I respect the passion um, aspect of it and feeling fulfillment and everything like that. But having that mental hurdle of saying that since you didn't play in the NFL, you don't think you'd be as good. I I, I I've said this three times now on this show. You are so good on a microphone. It, it's I think the NFL would have been lucky. Wait, let me ask you this: Wait, Do you think an NFL player or fan would respect? me yeah and my analysis do you yeah let me tell you why i appreciate you saying that let me tell you why because every saturday morning in every single nfl building you know what's on tv college game day yeah your little stupid show that you guys (laughs) 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 yeah your uh your massive show that is everywhere in in the locker room the college love still runs deep i mean there's there's bets everywhere uh, for not for money obviously uh for other things (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah i think everybody knows and everybody likes kirk herb street so i think maybe maybe when you were younger like maybe when you were two years out no no but at this point, every single Saturday morning in every single NFL room, and Saturday mornings, by the way, are treatment days, walkthrough days, so there's a lot of times around a TV. College game day is on everywhere. So I think you... That's interesting. Yeah, it is. It, 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 by the way, I mean, you guys only get like 40 million viewers or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we've been, we've been fortunate. That show has been... It's been crazy. You're going to come out, by the way, and be uh, be our celebrity picker one one time. Oh, would you do that awesome. uh, maybe this year? In a heartbeat, I would do <laughs> okay, that. Okay, we're doing that. We're doing that this fall. We'll have to find a game that works with your schedule where you can come out and, 
and put on a show. We'll we'll have some fun with that. I'm holding you to that. I'm going to tell my producer as soon as we hang up here that that you're in. Okay, is that kind of your show now? I I don't want to I don't want to like make you say anything to go out there, but it feels as if you're the elder statesman. Obviously, Lee is uh, the guy. I mean, Corso yeah. is hilarious. He's yeah. an OG, but you're the guy that is every single week. People are looking forward to Kirk Herbstreit. Are you the guy, the brains behind that show? Or do they take your information? Well, here, or, here, or is it a here's, team? here's to me what makes our show what it is. I would never say yes to that question because I feel like what makes our show what it is, and, and they have the longevity. Think about, you know, you just said a lot of great things, and a lot of people, you know, the show wins Emmys very often, and it's had a lot of success. But we never, ever make the show about us. We always make the show about the players and the coaches and the storylines. I, I, I just think that the second we sit, sit there and actually take uh, you know, the congratulations and boy, how do you guys uh, do this um, is when the show will start to fizzle. And so I think it's about, and I'm not just trying to give you like a good answer here. Like I'm being honest. It's, it, it really is. And Fowler, I think was kind of like the founding father of establishing this uh, mentality, at least for me, of being on the show, but he really pushed that and, and, yeah, Lee has the headgear, and there's some individual parts to the show, but I really think the viewer, when he watches the show, he feels like he's just hanging out with three or four or five guys at a bar, just sitting there talking ball. And 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 to me, we don't make it about us and any of that. And so I would say the show is definitely that this show, what makes it what it is, is it's not about me or it's not about Lee Corso or or Desmond, or David, or Reese, it's, it's about us. And we do how to write that in that way. I guess you could say I try to be a leader um, on the show, uh, off the air, as far as, like, trying to make people feel, you know, the, I guess think that's the quarterback in me. Like, I make I make Tom Rinaldi and, and Gene, who's on the show, Maria, Taylor, like, I want them to feel in meetings and when we're eating and we're hanging out, like, I want them to feel like they're just as big a part of the show as anybody else on the show. So yeah, I do, I do try to do that part of it, but I, I would never say, you know, Hey, look at me type of thing uh, when it comes to, to game day. But I do the best I can behind the scenes to try to lead and, and help out for sure. It looks like a real family up there, man. It looks like you guys are really, it all, yeah, it looks like a yeah. real family. And, and you know, from doing TV, I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever had to work or you played with guys. I always equated, like, when I played football, there are guys that I didn't necessarily get along with. There are guys that maybe had different beliefs and philosophies in life. But on, on Saturday, we had to come together, and, and and you did. You know, it was like, that's part of a great part of the locker room is you were all kind of pulling for the same thing. And and and, and when I got into TV, I kind of had that football mindset of, of team. And what I found was, I'd tell you off the air, but there's people I've worked with where I had to fake that it's on the air. Like you have to, it's, it's work to fake like you're having a good time with that person. And then there's other people you work with where it's just like, wow, this is so easy. We're stealing right now. Like whether it's the, the dinner the previous night, it just kind of carries over onto the set. And I really think that 
game day part of what makes it. And the same thing with uh, with Barkley show. Like it just you can just tell those dudes when the camera goes off, they're still hanging out. They're still laughing. They're still having a good time. And I really think in TV that's the secret to, to making it in studio TV is if you genuinely like each other. Not okay, everybody smile. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> but you really you're really hanging out, having a good time. And that's honestly since I've been on game day, that's that's what we've had, and and uh, if we continue to have that, I think the show will be successful. And again, you you probably felt that yourself, whether it's in radio, TV, or, or even in in sports. Oh, this interview is going great. Oh man, I just love the way he opens up to us. So good. You know, there's just something about him that he's so smart, so handsome, so famous, so wealthy, but there's just something so real about that guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's like a gem. Like a diamond. Oh, he is. You know what I mean? He's like a gem, like a diamond. Yeah. And speaking of diamonds, if you were to buy a diamond right now, there's a way to buy a diamond in an ethical and moral positive fashion. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like this. Tell me more. Do you? Yeah. You should love it. being ethical. Yeah. And morally. Yeah. Um on the right side. Yeah. <laughs> so when you go to bed at night, you lay your head down on the pillow, you go, hey, you know what? I did good today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because now there is something that has taken the terribleness out of diamond buying and just made it a completely foolproof, awesome experience. It's our sponsor, Couple.co. The old school way of buying an engagement ring does not cut it anymore. No, no. Uh-uh. Couple.co is the first company to disrupt how you buy the perfect engagement ring. Statistics show that 85% of men about to propose are stressed out about the engagement process. However, Couple.co is about to flip those stats on their motherfucking head, and here's why. I went through this process. Went to like seven, eight different stores. There was different prices for things that made no sense to me. I'm like, yo, this one seems Mm. bigger than this one. Who's telling me the truth? Who's not? Who's Yeah. Who's... Who's got bills that are late? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What store has to pay their bills so they're lying to me about mm-hmm. the prices? Now, Couple.co has come in and flipped the game on its head because they provide guaranteed quality and brilliance on your proposee's hand. And they all do this in lab-grown diamonds that are exactly the same as a earth-mined diamond all the way down to the atom. Ty, what is an atom? That's basically the uh, smallest form of life. So what we're saying is... All the way down to the smallest form of anything possible. Mm -hmm. These are exactly like earth-mined diamonds, but they come from a lab that are above ground in the United States of America and guaranteed to make your lady say, oh my God, that's a nice fucking diamond. That's what she would say. Guaranteed. Right now, you go to couple.co forward slash pat and try out their diamond concierge and customization service. You can jump on the phone with someone today who will walk you through the process and help you get a bigger, better quality diamond in the perfect ring. Again, that is couple.co forward slash pat to make this process stress-free for the first time in human history. Also, ethically and morally on the right side, mm-hmm. yes. which is what we're here for. You want to be on the right side. Absolutely. These diamonds are bigger for a better price. And all the way down to the atom, and they're ethically and morally proper. Mm. That's a win-win, folks. Win-win-win-win-win. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so many. Wins. Love that. And I guarantee she says yes. Well, maybe not though. Oh. I mean, I don't know what you're <laughs> oh, doing in your personal life, boy. but the diamond is going to help. From couple.co forward slash pat. Back to the interview with another diamond, Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> a man-made diamond, Kirk Herbstreit. He's a man-made diamond. Oh, yeah. Well, and woman-made. 
man and woman made diamond. A person made diamond. Well, two people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A people made diamond. He's a people made diamond, Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, absolutely. And the way you said, you won't say it, but I'll say it. The way you said Barkley show, people say that about game day with Herb Street show. Just, <laughs> I just want to let you know that. Just want to let you know that. Uh, let's get back to it. Uh, so you said, you said you'll go watch film immediately after this call. I was very fortunate to get a chance to see one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time's house, right? And he literally has a movie theater right off of his dining room. There's a movie theater where he goes in, and it has uh, the entire EXO set up. It's an entire film thing that he watches in there. Do you have, like, a, a film room, like a theater? Do you have a man cave? What is the Kirk Herbstreet film study method, and what is jumping out on film for you this upcoming season that people would be surprised by? Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to be incredible clemson's going to do great they got a couple herb street kids in the building uh but what is something that's really jumping off film for you uh first of all i i um espn has hooked me up with some stuff and and i a lot of times i just my office is just right off coming to the uh the front of my house it's just right off the front of the house but it's kind of it's, it's with four boys you know you get doors on it it becomes like a cave where you can just kind of kind of uh just just lock in on what you need to study um, and for me, I get everything sent. It, it's usually online, so I just write on my my uh, computer right at my desk, and I have the ability to do whatever I need to do uh, when it comes to studying film. A um, couple things that I've, I guess I've seen. The big mystery for people who watch college football is we've just continued to have Clemson and Alabama, Clemson and Alabama, Clemson and Alabama. And last year, Alabama got embarrassed, really, for the first time since Nick Saban's been the head coach. And I, I think people are un- underestimating going into this year how bad that hurt him on a personal level and how beyond losing the game, if you remember, that game got out of hand in oh, the second yeah. half. That's one of those where not only they go back to, to the drawing board, but for him personally, he's such, as he always talks about, a process guy. That was not just XO's. It was the first time I've ever seen an Alabama team have underclassmen who had one eye on the Clemson team and the other eye on whether it was an agent or a decision on going to the NFL. I've always marveled at Alabama, how they've had success and how Nick has done an amazing job of getting his underclassmen to focus on Alabama, to focus on SEC championships to focus on getting to the national championship and, and doing that year after year after year. Because as you see, not only your alma mater, mine, other places, a lot of these underclassmen have a hard time. They're either worried about, you know, I don't want to get hurt, or, oh, I'm going to skip this game, or it's just become such a different world. And yet Alabama has been immune to that for, for, for the most part. And last year was the first time that we saw a chink in the armor. So it wasn't just that they lost. It's, it, it's their philosophy and everything that they've had going for them kind of took a step back. And so that, to me, is why I think Alabama is going to become a very dangerous team. He's had eight months to kind of go back into you know being that the, the scientist and getting these guys to buy into, okay, here's where we messed up, and here's where we're going to get back to. That's why I think Alabama – Forgetting the X's and O's and two is back, and I think they're going to become a very, very uh, dangerous team to deal with, like they always are. But I think the mentality 
I think it'll be get back in order to what we've kind of always expected from them. I, I tell you what, man, quarterback wise, like talk about film, uh, having Tua back at Alabama, uh, Trevor Lawrence back at Clemson, uh, kids that doesn't probably get enough respect uh, is Jake Fromm at Georgia, Shane uh, Patterson at, at Michigan, uh, this Justin Fields kid who was at Georgia backing up backing up Jake Fromm. He's now at Ohio State. Uh, we'll see how he can do. How about Jalen Hurts after the the career he had up and down at Alabama? He's now the starting quarterback at Oklahoma. So I, I just think in this transfer quarter era that we live in, I think people are going to tune in that aren't like diehard college football fans. They're going to tune in the games week one and week two and be like, wait a second, how is this dude here? Like, <laughs> why, why, why is he on this team? I mean, kids are transferring all over the place. And so I think that kind of adds to the intrigue and somewhat of the mystery of, uh, of the upcoming season. I like it, by the way. I like whenever kids go and make a play for themselves. I, I'm excited to see what old Jalen does. Back-to-back Heisman winners, back-to-back number one picks coming out of o- Oklahoma. I'm excited to see what the coach can do with Jalen. Um, he had his what, year. What do, you think, what do you think of the players that are saying – I'm good. I'm skipping the bowl game. I'm going to get ready for the NFL. I hate it. And I think you and I talked about this the last time you were on. I'm not a fan of it strictly. Well, and also, I didn't play a position where I could potentially get decapitated in the middle of a game (laughs) and lose a million dollars. But for me in college... Like I still talk to a lot of my teammates from college. Like those were my boys, you know. So my mm-hmm. my last game with them, that was my last time ever really getting on the. F- I, I mean, I was gone the next day. They most of them got redshirted and were going to be around another year. I did not, so they were just going to go right back into the off season and training. I was going to train for hopefully an NFL career. Like for me, I value my teammates and I relationship so much that that last time getting on the field with them, I think is a pretty big deal. And that last time in a locker room after a win in that, that halftime when you're grinding, like for me, that all meant too much to me for me to ever think about skipping. But I also never had $10 million on the line <laughs> with a potential injury sitting there. So I, yeah, hate, I, I hate it. I, I, I don't like that. it. I, I, you and I are, you know, cut from the same cloth as far as that's concerned. I mean, I, I think your era, my era, players before that, I think you would probably probably be universal. Everybody would kind of say the same things about, you know, your boys, one last chance to go out. Um, these kids today, I, I don't think in most cases there's that same kind of loyalty. I think they're coming up and being raised where they're hearing the coaches don't care about you, the system doesn't care about you, um, you got to take care of you, and – I think that's a shame, man. I, I think that that is not necessarily. And, and again, I, you know, Jeffrey Simmons got her training to get ready for the NFL draft. So, you know, if you're worried about getting hurt or an agent or a parent or, you know, an uncle or somebody's planting that seed, you know, you're going to get hurt. I, my theory is why are you skipping the bowl game? Like, why don't you sit out your entire year? I mean, that, that's, that's where I. I don't, I, I'm just not a fan of, of walking away from your team. And I think there's, there's forget the monetary value, there's value in the life experience of being able to be there and finish off the year. And as you said, I don't know how many years you've been out of, of WVU, but whether it's 10, 15, 20 years later, uh, you look back and 
you know, you still go back to the games, you still see each other, you still life memories. And, and I think kids today, it's all about five years down the road. They don't look 20 years. They don't look 30 years. It's, it's about all about the money. And I'm not saying the money is not important, but it's all about the money. And I think that's why sometimes they're, they're not necessarily making the best decision. Man, there's so much money out there to get. It's, it, I mean, yeah. adults make very interesting decisions whenever there's a lot of money on the line. I couldn't even fathom teenage kids that are being swayed. In front. I mean, it's a it's a very interesting situation. We live in a whole new world than back in the day. You're 100% accurate with that. I got one last question here before we wrap up. I can't thank you enough for your time. Did you see the video that the Nebraska Cornhuskers put out from Scott Frost? He is running a military boot camp with those boys. <laughs> I think that I didn't see it yet. I oh, didn't see it. No. They're they're fucking no, it's like Bud's he, training. <laughs> Dude, he it's like Bud's training. They're on the edge of a lake or something like that. I don't know if Nebraska has lakes or whatever they're <laughs> a pond. They are on the edge of a lake. He's screaming at them. They're doing push ups in the water, running through the water. They're taking Here's- boats out. They're rowing the boat, which I'm assuming Minnesota's not gonna be excited about. <laughs> but I, that Nebraska team, I think they're getting ready for war this fall. It's something to think Dude, about. Let me tell you something do you know scott frost at all no not one bit but i learned he, a lot in a two-minute video he's like, he's like a uh like an eco challenge kind of guy like yeah there's a mountain right over there i think i'm just gonna go over there and climb that <laughs> dive off the top of it into a, into a lake like he's that guy yeah uh he he, he hiked the across the entire Grand Canyon for fun, you know, with a backpack, you know, it's like for extra weight to, to survive and be challenged. And I, I, it's not surprising that he has his team out there doing something extreme, kind of pushing the boundaries, uh, so to speak. Uh, he is, he is nuts, man. And he's probably in better shape than every player on his, on his entire team. I don't know how he's probably 43, 44 years old, I'm guessing. And he's he's probably in better shape than any of them. It makes sense. And honestly, while I was watching it, I got nostalgia for how we were treated at West Virginia with Mike Barwis and Rich Rodriguez. To be honest, the workouts were insane. Did you guys run that hill on, oh, on the summer? Yeah, the hill. I mean, <laughs> the hill was just a nightmare. I mean, I think they got a couple. I mean, it was after I left, but a couple of my friends got called into rooms and got interviewed by the NCAA and like <laughs> I think the police about how many hours we were working. Our workouts, our workouts were insane. But Rich Rodriguez, also an insane human being, he had the thought that we were going to be mentally tougher, physically tougher, faster, stronger than everybody because we didn't have the most talent, and it led to a lot of victories for us. But I was going to say, what 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 years were you there? That was your era. Me, Steve, not me. I, I don't. Oh know. my god! <laughs> Were you on the, the team that beat Georgia? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, we won by three. No big deal. I was the field goal. <laughs> Dude, you guys were dangerous. We had you guys on Thursday night. Mike Trico and I yeah. used to do the Thursday night game, and we we had you guys a few times. A lot of times it was against Miami. You know, it was always like down in the Orange Bowl. That was before or, me. Um, those games were so hyped for Thursday nights. People forget. But those those West Virginia teams were dangerous. Who was that running back? Three guys besides Slate. Somebody took a screen pass and went like seventy yards down the, the sideline uh, at the Orange Bowl. And just the last name I think was Davis or uh, Noel Devine. Wilson. Noel Devine. Wilson. 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 Was 
Uh, I don't remember. Quincy a, Wilson. He played Quincy. With, he Quincy. played with Rashid Marshall. Yeah, that was before me. So Quincy, Rashid, that whole crew was right before me. Pac-Man. Okay. Chris Henry. Okay. That whole group was yeah. right before me. The Big East yeah. used to be no fucking joke, by the way. We, we, the Louisville teams, uh, we got a chance. Yeah. Yeah. We, so I was a part of the WVU team. Uh, all time leading scorer. No big deal. <laughs> um, that, uh, we won first. I love it. Yeah. We won four straight bowl games. I missed a couple kicks in a pretty big game. We probably should have won national championship, but that was when Rich went up to Michigan. Yeah, I went up to Michigan. Yeah. But the, watching that video, it literally felt like how we were being talked to all summer, all winter in the workouts. And, oh, yeah. And, but, dude, you had to do that at WVU. Oh, yeah. Did you? I mean, did, didn't they have to do that militant approach to get you over the edge? I mean, that was the key. Well, we had... So we knew Rich Rodriguez was not going to last at Michigan because the way he treated us, we did not have options. So we we did not have we it was, the players that are we fell to West Virginia. It wasn't like oh oh yeah we we got other scholarship offers. We had numerous guys that got arrested and dropped all all their scholarship offers were dropped except for West Virginia. What, were you last year? Division one. Yes. <laughs> Literally, I look back at the thing now. I think we had three attempted murders, like actual guys that have gone to jail for attempted murder on our Come team. Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, but they were like my boys, by the way. I would like it to be known. Those guys were uh, very good. But yeah, our team, we did not have choices and options. So when Rich Rodriguez would do what Rich Rodriguez does in full lunacy. It wasn't like we're going to be like, okay, fuck you. We're going to go to Ohio State. Like in Michigan, those kids were like, ah, uh, we're going to go to Penn State. Uh, <laughs> right. we're, we're not going right. to deal with this shit anymore. And we knew, yeah. yeah, but I think that is what made us good. We all kind of rallied around spite of hating Rich Rod <laughs> and won a lot Dude, of games, man. All I know is whatever it was, it worked. Those teams <laughs> are filthy. You, and, I, and I don't know. I don't want to bring up this bad memory. I, I, Sounds were like you there it. in 07? Oh, yeah. Pitt. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch! I can't believe that. Yeah, it was me. I, I, I got so twenty. You guys, I got twenty-seven to... death threats after that game, Kirk. Thanks for bringing it up. I couldn't go to class. <laughs> I couldn't go to class. Oh, r- really? Yeah, really. We... Damn. Yeah, I know. You guys were favored by like. Three or four touchdowns, right? Yeah, yeah, we were. Thanks. We scored nine <laughs> points. We actually scored seven until they took a safety in like the last minute on purpose. I mean, it was it was a rough game. A lot of there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that Rich Rod didn't want to win that game because you win a national championship, you can't leave. Yeah, there's a lot. Ah. Of, yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. I don't know what happened. All I know is you guys, you guys win that game. Yeah, you we, play Ohio State in the national championship down in New Orleans. Yeah, right? we, yeah, and we probably win by forty too. I mean. <laughs> Who <laughs> uh, think if that happened? You and I have a great memory from that. Okay, yeah, great. yeah, we what would. Year, and so what it's a year was that for you? Was, uh, that, was ju- that your junior? Junior year, okay. Yeah, it was my junior year. It was a nightmare. Kirk, thanks for bringing up this well, conversation. You had over. a hell of a career. <laughs> and you were part of probably the greatest West Virginia teams they ever had. Major Harris had some good teams, but that. They that couldn't was probably touch a, us. the best era that they've had. They couldn't touch us. And then when Holgerson came in, they tried to erase all the memories of our team, even though we built the facility for them, basically. I mean, it was uh, there's a lot of beef between uh, – not me. I don't really give a fuck. I mean, I, I, but there's, right. a, there's a lot of beef between my era of teams that basically, in our eyes, and it might be right or might be wrong, but we – Put them on the national map. 
yeah, Thursday, those Thursday night games were actually the most watched games, and we like we had actual stats that were like uh, we were like two of the top five watched college football games of the year was our Thursday night games, and then we build like another twenty thousand or fifteen thousand seats into the stadium, rebuilt yep. the entire facility basically, and then we leave, and then they basically just try to erase Pat White <laughs> and Steve Slayton from the history of WVU. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a very interesting. It was a, it's been a very interesting situation over there. Last thing, because you're going to go here, but the memo to any new coach at a new school, the last thing you want to do is erase any kind of legacy memories for that program. You have to reach out, obviously, and embrace that era. And going back to Don Nailing and all the, any, any great players and great eras, you should always reach back and, and make it part of it. There have been a lot of coaches that have done that for some reason. It's like, it's his era, it's his time, and it's like, man, you're not getting the alumni behind the program. Hopefully the new coach will, hopefully he'll see uh, that he needs to do that because there's so many great teams from, from West Virginia, and, and that, like I said, in that era that they, they should be celebrating. And hey, brand new, brand new facilities because of it. I'm on your side here. That Neil Brown guy <laughs> followed me on Twitter, so he's making one little step for man, I guess. Uh, Love it. We'll see what happens. I'm so thankful for you joining us. You're a superstar, legit. I can't wait to watch you this fall. Congrats on all your success. I wish you would have gotten the NFL because I'm an NFL guy. I would have loved to hear your voice in there. But the college football world is lucky to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, big brain. Ex-Ohio State quarterback, dad of two Clemson Tigers, Kirk Herbstreit. Thank you, man. Get them hand. You got it, buddy. Hey, uh, you there? Yeah. Who do you hate? I, I was gonna, I was gonna put you in that fucking. My, you should have seen whenever you're like, you know, there's some guys you get on TV with, and you have to force it. My, I almost stood up in my chair. I was like, oh my god, Kirk Herbstreit. Who does he hate? You don't have to tell me. Oh, that. I'll call you on that one. I'll tell you. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate you, man. Uh, I'll tell you. There's, I, there's been a few. I appreciate you so much. Have a good one. All right. You got it. Good talking to you guys. See ya. I love that guy. He's the best. I can't wait for college game day, too. I love that show. Wait, It's like the only five-hour show that I'll sit through the entire thing. (laughs) He's like the king, right? He just runs it. He's so smooth, too. He said he he would never take credit for running it, right? He says it's a team, and that's Mm. why he is the guy. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he's a good dude. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks, Kirk Herbstreit, if you could tweet him. And also, he likes talking shit, too, so you don't talk shit to him. Mm. I mean, he got into it with somebody just the other day. (laughs) Pretty big. I love that. I love everything about it. I'm a big fan of Kirk Herbstreit. If you could tweet him and tell him thanks for coming on the show, that'd be very, very nice of you. I'd appreciate it. And now, a reading from Zito. Thanks, Pat. That's the wrong way. How do you... how do you fail before you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they both looked right. Uh, get as many met, uh, get as many massages, do as many stretches, and take as many ice baths as you want. If you're not getting a good night's sleep, you're not recovering properly. Oh, yeah. our friends at CBD MD. A trusted leader in the CBD industry. Wow, I really st- thought you were gonna stumble over that. By the way, <laughs> I thought so too. Yeah, yeah, you did great. Hey, you're doing, you're on a roll. Yeah, that means your best one. Don't let me slow you down. I thought massages was messages, and I yeah, we heard that. Yeah. And you read it upside down to begin with, <laughs> but we're still rolling. 
understand the importance of sleep, which is why they have a pr uh, product specifically <laughs> made for rest and relaxation. This is a perfect complement to their full suit of other CBD products that offer long-lasting, high-quality relief throughout the day. CBD PM, specifically formulated tincture that combines melatonin and other sleep-promoting herbs with CBD, which can help your... Ooh. Carcadin <laughs> <laughs> rhythm? Sounds right to me, bro. Right. Sleep cycle. I guess I could just said that instead. Uh, get back on track, allowing you to get high quality. So that word stands for sleep cycle? Yeah. They, I don't know why they just didn't say, let me just go back. Herbs with CBD, with, <laughs> which can help your sleep You're cycle. You're self-editing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get back on track, allowing you to get high quality sleep constant, <laughs> consistently. Obviously. Circulatory system. What did you say, carcinum? <laughs> <laughs> Circulatory? Wait, does that not mean sleep cycle? Circadian. Come on, uh, bro. Does learn, that mean sleep cycle? Learn fucking English, bro. There's no way they're teaching that in eighth grade books. All right. That's <laughs> already college. Take 30 minutes before bedtime. CBD gummies, delicious CBD-infused gummies that come in a 30-count of... Uh, four mixed flavors, tropical, mixed berry, strawberry, and orange. Take about an hour before bed to help you relax and unwind. We also have, or they also have CBD oil tinctures, similar to CBD PM without the melatonin and other herbs. Tinctures are the most versatile and personalized. Way, hey, way to really emphasize that. I know. Mm -hmm. It was capitalized. <laughs> Uh, personalized way to take CBD. They come in three great flavors, mint, berry, and orange, as well as a natural, unflavored version. You know what? I read that a little too fast. I forgot something there. Berry and orange, as well as a natural flavor, unflavored version. Nailed it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you did. You, you went back there and you just fixed your error there. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, it was like you autocorrected there at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You just kind of skipped four words somehow in a sentence. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. And then you just went back and fixed it. Whenever I see a big word down the line, I get a little panicky. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to get to that word in my head faster. <laughs> uh, whether you're recovering from a hard day, a long night, or a tough workout, CBDMD is dedicated to keeping you at the top of your game. Adding tinctures, gummies, and CBD PM to your regular routine is the best way to sleep naturally, wake refreshed, and take advantage of all the CBD has to offer. He does not... I think it's a message to you, yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> CBDMD. If you're feeling panicky, go yeah. and get on board. <laughs> Honest, I use the CBD PM every night. I love it. It's the only thing that helps me yeah, sleep. I started using them, too, because you told me about them. Yeah, I, they changed my life. So I was Advil PM addict, yeah. basically. I used Advil PM every night. Couldn't sleep without it, especially now that I'm uh, not using the vitamins every night. Mm -hmm. And I honestly thought I was never going to get a good night's sleep ever again. The CBD PM from CBDMD yeah. knocks me out. Bang, puts me to bed, and I dream well. Yeah. The um, dreams are awesome. Helps with your circadian rhythms, or as Zito would say, your <laughs> cardin. <laughs> <laughs> but CBDMD, this is the most truth stuff I've. Oh, yeah. And they have, they have lotion, too, that I rub on, moisture. Oh, like they have, they have the entire. Yeah, I was using the Icy Free stuff last time. Yep, there it, it is. Very, very cool. they have, they've really gone to work, and I appreciate them. Yeah, it's the first time in my life I don't have to like watch TV to go to sleep. Yeah, it puts you I out. Just lay down. 
And you wake up, you don't feel groggy, yeah. which is cool. CBDMD, check them out. Get the CBD PM. I personally recommend it, and also all their other stuff is great. Zito gets a little panicky. Not with CBDMD, though. No, no. Great read, dude. <laughs> they said they love what you did last time. They're not going to love this one. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize, CBDMD. We love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, uh, you wait if you thought that was great. Wait till you hear the conversation that's about to happen. So the ESPYS were last night, and there was a moment where I was potentially going to have to accept an, the ESP for the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Me and my friend Trip Hale, dumb dumb of the year, very nice kid from Alabama. He has a nice family now in Vegas, a nice gym. Hilarious human being. He and I were there. It was when Drake hosted, and I didn't even know we were up for an award. And then all of a sudden, this award comes up, and Drake announces there. Somebody comes out and talks about it. And this camera crew comes sprinting up to put, like, it was like we're in the college football awards where the camera crew comes sprinting up to you. And I had no idea what it was. I literally look over a trip. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I look at the camera. I'm like, oh, the Colts are up for an award. Am I the only cold here? <laughs> there's no way. There's no way that that. It, but for a moment in my head, I was like, "Greatest SB speech of all time is coming right up." Greatest SB speech of all time is coming. Somebody else won. Obviously, the camera left, so I guess they had to just do the fake show thing. But I thought I was going to accept an, an SB for the Indianapolis oh, Colts. Geez. It would have been awesome. Would have been, been fantastic. Incredible. Haven't been invited back since. By the way. <laughs> Award shows suck. Yeah, they do. They are fucking terrible. Now, granted, I'm sure there's some people that absolutely love them, the everything about them. There's some great performances, I agree. But boy, watching at home is so much better. Because you A, you can change the channel. Oh, yeah. Bingo. <laughs> you can go to the bathroom. You don't have to be dressed like a buffoon. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be dressed like a buffoon out there. You don't have to sweat your dick off. And you don't have to be cramped into these seats that are smaller than airplane seats. These theaters are not built for people of any size. They're built for... It's terrible. I've been to two award shows. Nominated twice. Once for, once for an SB with the Colts, obviously. <laughs> and one for the College Football Awards where Ray Guy and I... I hate Ray Guy because of his decision. I think it was a bad one. It wasted a lot of time of mine. Shouldn't have even been down there. Yeah, and you have a camera two inches from your face yeah, when the wrong person wins. Yeah, oh. they do really do have a camera like right in my face. If my mom's sitting right next to me, my dad's sitting uh, on right next to her, and I was supposed to win. They didn't pick the right three people to to be, to be the finalists for this particular award. They didn't pick. I wasn't. We weren't the right three, but out of the three, I was by far the best. <laughs> by, it wasn't even a close, wasn't even close. The night before, we're having a beer with like Ray Guy, and Ray Guy starts the conversation talking to the kid that won like he was best friends with his coach. He was uh, like, oh, uh, I talked to uh, blah, blah, blah last night. You know, he's an old college roommate of mine. I was like, oh. This, this is fucking over. over. And exactly. And the way he does, Ray Guy, like the way he set up the award, he was like, this guy showed incredible consistency, a massive, le like he, all the, everything he was saying. I was like, oh, I did fucking win. Good for me, man. This kid that won didn't even punt enough to register as an actual stat in the, like in the stats. Oh, wow. He only had like 24 punts all year. I had like uh, 20, I had like 20 some 50 yard punts in the season. So it was like, there was, it was a bad scene. So Ray Guy, I hated Ray Guy for a long time. I mean, I, on right. I've buried that beef deep down inside. I buried it. Good for you. I mean, it's still there. Good for Ray. <laughs> Good yeah. for Ray. Good for Ray. Because he, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's done a lot for punters. Sure. So I've tried yeah. to bury it as low as I can. But he well, he knows. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows that he fucked that one up. Especially whenever he, that kid, I, I, I think he's probably digging ditches now. <laughs> I was getting texts from people at home saying congratulations as he was reading the stats yeah, yeah. and the description this of the guy, one that won. This guy's Everybody's incredible. Like, oh, he won. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, they announced the winner, though. And you're supposed to just clap. Because if you don't clap, you're a poor yeah, sport. Yeah, you look like 
like a dick. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, you just wasted my fucking time. I could be in Morgantown right now. I mean, Penny Pitchers was tonight. <laughs> and I'm down here in ESPN hobnobbing with these humans that I hate. This is a nightmare. For Do you me. think your name was on that paper though? But like they it just, just it was like a last minute, like someone no. fucked up. So there's a panel that picks the finalists and then Ray Guy picks the winner. Oh, so they, gotcha. they actually told us how the whole Cause thing Because, like, went. in my head, like, camera guys right in front of you. Like, they know who's, like, supposed to win, you know, essentially. No, well, that's for just, that's like, like, the ESPYs. Yeah, thing. when they introduce the, the nominees, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have it on everybody's face. Gotcha, just in gotcha. case, like, for instance, just in case my mom goes, oh, fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, they want to be able to have that exactly, reaction, you know? Gotcha. So as soon as that happens, it was early in the night. It was early in the night whenever that award was up, uh, the Ray Guy Award. So now we have to sit through all these other fucking awards. We got to sit through. No, he's a friend of mine now, but the Tim Tebow spectacle at that award show was next level. Imagine. Biden won, or not Biden, Bowden. Went Bobby up, Bowden. Bobby Bowden went up there and gave a speech for like four hours. Horrible. I mean, it, it was. It never ended. Horrible. And we're just Horrible. sitting there and we weren't allowed to leave. So we're. I'm pissed off that I didn't win and I was even there. Like we all wasted our time flying. I couldn't go to Disney World because it rained so hard. Oh. So there was literally no upside to being at this award show. None. And then we had to sit there for another hour and a half just watch these humans like eh, i'm the greatest human on earth i i'm like yeah great for you man i'd like to get the fuck out of here uh shout out to all the winners though at the SBs. good for you guys yeah. awards really matter oh yeah oh yeah those things go a long way aq yeah. won an award especially an SP. yeah aq won an award the night before so his didn't even get announced on that oh, stage. <laughs> his won the night before, and we went out and celebrated his victory. That was whenever he and I's friendship really kicked off. And the guest from earlier today, Kirk yeah. Herbstreet. Mm -hmm. That is where we met at that award show at a bar the night before in beautiful Orlando. Oh, nice. Yeah, we walked in. Walked in this bar. We were at Margaritaville down there in Orlando, I think. There's like oh. a string of bars down there in Orlando, I think. Right, Zito? Yeah. There's a Margaritaville down there? Yes, there is. So me and AQ were down there at Margaritaville. And we bounced over to another. We we're the only people that went out. So we found that out whenever we got back and there was somebody that was checking names <laughs> because they had to make sure we were all in. Might have been a reason I lost as well, by the way. Something to think about. Me and AQ were the last two stumbling into the fucking hotel. But we go into a bar that was like, as it was kind of shutting down, and we walk in, and Kirk Herbstreit's in the corner. I'm like, oh, fuck, Kirk Herbstreit's here. And AQ's like, oh, I know him, because Big Ten stuff. He goes up there and chats with him. Nicest guy of all time. Still is, obviously, to this mm -hmm. day. Great interview earlier. But award show, I've really had an, a, a nice, what's that word? Of, 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 Affliction? Is that like like? Oh, an affinity. An affinity. Oh, yeah. I really have had an affinity for award shows for a long time. I mean, my senior year of high school, they made me go to the uh, the award show for the seniors, mm -hmm. and uh, I was up for male athlete of the year. I mean, I only had scholarship offers in like three different sports. <laughs> and uh, we met the winner, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another kid won. Uh, I got one scholarship, and I was like, "Why did you guys even have me come here? Like, why do I get invited to these things? Like, don't don't bring me up here because I'm just going to hate you forever." Which I do, by the way. I hate our high school forever. Uh, I I mean, that kid was wet from three. Oh, yeah, he was great. I probably would have been, too, if I played that fucking sport. <laughs> but I had to guess it. Now that I know me a little bit with basketball, with one, it's just it never ends. These award shows are just one big disappointment for me. I think that's why I hate them. But I'll watch the shit out of them on TV. Mm -hmm. well, let's be honest. That speech, though, would be absolutely epic, though. Like, that would be... <laughs> when I finally win something? Oh, when I finally win an award at an award show? I got some things saved up from that male athlete of the year thing my senior year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're basically going to do every single award yeah. show you're supposed to win. Congrats to me, male athlete of the year, 2005 Plum High School. Really, I didn't get the award technically, but I deserved it. Everybody knows it. All right. Also, congrats to me, Ray Guy winner, 2008. 
Fucking shout out me having big balls. Right, God making wrong season. And for this particular thing, yeah, I would go on the whole thing. What was the other award in high school that you didn't get that you should have got? Oh, uh, yeah, fucking Valley News Dispatch Player of the Year. <laughs> yeah. I led the state in goals and assists, basically. And you know, one of my teammates won the fucking Player of the Year. It's unbelievable. It never, ever ends. They asked me to come up for a photo shoot. They asked me to come up for a photo shoot. Didn't tell me. And I just, I have to stand on a brick wall. They take a picture of me. And then my teammates out there juggling a soccer ball in the field, they got like four camera people shooting them. I'm like, what happened? They're like, he's uh, Player of the Year. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, good for him. Great, great for him. But I mean, let's, do we just not read any stats? <laughs> what? Fuck. Oh. I'll never forget the Valley News Dispatch Player of the Year. I hate them too. I hope that. Did that paper go out of business? There's a good chance. I mean, I don't know. Well, they made terrible decisions. I know that. Yeah, An Angelo, Master Giacomo, good friend of mine, one player of the year. Still brings it up to this day. Yeah. <laughs> Still brings it up to this when day. When we were in D.C. Yeah, he brought it up. While we were in D.C., he was like, what was that new? I was like, oh, yeah. You don't remember. He's a great, great soccer player. But I just so happen to have one. Right. Of, I just so happen to have one of the greatest high school soccer years in history, <laughs> and I fucking got a picture next to a brick wall oh, as if it's a mug shot. His <laughs> smirk he gave you. No, he knew it too. He because they asked him to come for the photo shoot and me to come. I don't think he knew until he got there. Yeah. And then when it happened, he's like, "Oh, this is perfect. Like, <laughs> this is fucking perfect. It never ends. It never ends with these people." But congrats to all the winners of the SBs last night. I'm very happy and proud of you. It means the world, honestly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now is a legendary man. He fornicated with my mother nine months before May 2nd, 1987, created me. Shout out to him for that. And to my mom, by the way. She played mm -hmm. a pretty big role in that whole thing. <laughs> this guy <laughs> is now full-time running the foundation, uh, Pat McAfee Foundation, and it is time to hand out some scholarships to well-deserved participants in an essay contest. These are all children of military families that we will be handing out comfort scholarships to. Dad, quickly, for the people that don't know about the Pat McAfee Foundation, we've been in existence... Since February of 2012, we became a 501c3. Good for us, by the way, in Let's February. Go. Hey, good for us. A lot of paperwork Tim McAfee had to fill out there. There was, there was. We wanted to work with the military. Very much wanted to work with the military, but we didn't know our particular lane. And we decided to go with the children of military families because we, we thought you take care of the kids, they'll take care of the parents in the future. Furthering their mm -hmm. education, taking a little pressure off of the, the mom or dad who served in uh, the military. And it's been a very fun venture for us. I mean, it's been an absolute blast. It's been a great seven years. Uh, we've given away thus far... $433,000 in scholarships. I mean, we're really doing it. You know, it's pretty cool. Wow. That's, by the way, I was up for the Salute to Service Award one time. <laughs> Didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. Uh, but it's not about, the, honestly, that award I thought was the biggest joke of all time. Like any of the philanthropy awards, it's like, okay, kind of take it away from why we're doing this whole thing. Because for us, it's been very cool to kind of watch these kids kind of go to school and grow now because we've been doing it for so long. We have a pharma, uh, a pharmacist. Yep, she graduated from pharmacy school. That we, she won our award like four straight years, five mm -hmm. straight years scholarship, and she's now a pharmacist and she's awesome. a badass. Her dad was a um, 
uh, a airborne par- airborne guy. Oh, paratrooper. Nice. Yeah, paratrooper guy. Badass of a dude. Yeah. So the way they apply for these scholarships is they have to write an essay about uh, their appreciation for their parents' military service. So they. It, it, can get emotional in some of them. Some of them, I mean, some of them mail them in. I mean, some of them are not great. Some are bad. But they don't win. This is a very highly competitive scholarship that we give out yearly. And this year, we're giving out 10 uh, scholarships with a total of $61,000. Jesus Christ. There we go. Okay, good for you, Tim. I mean, yeah. this is really good work you've been putting in behind the scenes here. I appreciate the hell out of you. There's nothing you. to sneeze at. These are real numbers. Here. It, yeah. These are real. Four hundred thirty. Life changing numbers for people. Yeah, I I do the phone call to tell them each year, and uh, it's kind of weird being an adult having to call these high school kids' parents' house. Hi, is uh, especially coming from Plum. Yeah, <laughs> easy. Oh, right. That's an inside joke. Uh, our high school. <laughs> terrible things, but terrible things. But you call them and you're like, uh, hi, is Johnny there? And they're like, who's this? I'm like, oh, this is Pat McAfee. Like, uh, fuck you. <laughs> these are military families. You gotta remember, like, these are blue collar families. And I'm like, I gotta call them back. Like, no, no, your kid wanna. Did he? Oh, we didn't even know he really applied. And then you go to the conversation and the kid's so happy. Then the parents are so appreciative. And it's just like, it's such a cool moment for me every single yeah, year. Yeah, that's really cool. Getting to announce them on the podcast here, I'm really pumped up about it. Dad, why don't you go ahead and list the 10 uh, award winners this year? The, we have a first place winner who I'm looking at the scores here. I don't want to say she did better than everybody else by a lot, but it sure seems like she did better than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and then the there's like two through eight. The rest of them are kind of tightly bunched, but the winner was very deserved. So, and uh, the, what is that? The six? Yeah, six are winning five grand each. Then yeah. three are winning 7,000. And then the winner's getting 10 grand. That's correct. Wow. That's awesome. All yeah. right. Why don't you read through them without further ado? How many people applied? Uh, 33. Okay. Let's go. Lucky 33 down to 10. The 10 winners are in 10th place Chris Oakley. Ooh. I think his name is Curtis. Oh, I'm sorry. Curtis Oakley. <laughs> There's a Chris Oakley out there. Yeah, shout out. Hey, Chris Sorry, Oakley. Chris Oakley. Next year, man. <laughs> Next year. And I would like people to know, just like we talked about with that pharmacist, you can win multiple years in a row. And we have had a lot of people do that. Yes. It's a very, very cool thing to kind of watch them grow. In ninth place. Donald Scott. Congrats, Ooh. Donald Scott. In eighth place. Madeline Perry. Congrats, Ooh. Madeline. Getting a big win there. In seventh place. Abigail McGee. Good Irish girl. Congrats. In sixth place. Isaac Hunter. Great name. That's a strong great name. Strong name. That's a great name. Oh, yeah. Hey, good for Isaac Hunter there. I mean, he didn't win, but I mean, he did. He did. But he didn't win. You get it. Yeah. In fifth place. Jacoby Clark. Great name. Congratulations, Jacoby. Very thankful for you entering. Now the top four. These next three will win 7000 apiece. In fourth place. Zoe Rainey. Okay, Zoe. In third place. Colleen Roberts. Okay, mm-hmm. Colleen. In second place. Julia Mann. Congrats, Julia. And ladies and gentlemen, your 2019 First place scholarship award winner from the Pat McAfee Foundation. A $10,000 comfort scholarship goes to Emma Norris. Hey, hey Emma. There you go. Emma, how's y'all? Congrats to all the award winners. Um, go to tpmf.us. 
or the Pat McAfee Foundation.org. If you would like to enter for next year, uh, we do this every single year. I think it's a really cool thing. I'm lucky my dad is really taking the reins on this thing. It's uh, it's fulfillment. It's taking care of people. It's taking care of the right people. And uh, it's really fucking cool. Good work, Dad. Good work, Emma. And good work to the uh, other nine finalists. Uh, Recipients. Recipients. Good word. Thank you, Ty. Yeah. Mm. Hey, that's good work, Ty. Thank you. Congrats to the other nine recipients and to our champion, Emma Norris. Uh, the world is yours. So now whenever you go to your further your educa- education, you go ahead and dominate this thing so you can take care of your parents who took care of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what it's all about. Hey, Tim, great work, bub. Thank you. I mean, we got off to a rocky start there with Chris Oakley. Well, Chris Oakley. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Curtis. Curtis, big one. <laughs> we'll say Chris Oakley a shirt. <laughs> just some random Chris Oakley. Congrats to some random Chris Oakley who just won some free merch. Uh, so thankful for this. Told you guys we were hot today. Cool. Oh, yeah. We're changing the world. What other, what other podcast goes from Kirk Herb Street? Straight to an incredible ad read from Zito <laughs> to a scholarship award of $61,000. That's what I'm saying. Straight into Pangea. Got Come on. on. Have we talked about Pangea yet, Ty? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. This bitch don't know about Pangea. Listen, if we haven't got to the Pangea talk yet, stick around. Yeah. Things are about to really get going. Things are really about to get going here. Thanks for listening. And also thanks to one of our newer advertisers, a company that saved my entire vacation, has completely transformed my life. I have them on right now. Bird dogs. <laughs> Bird dogs are these the most comfortable shorts I've ever put on in my life. They have built-in uh, carriage holders. Mm-hmm. You can swim in them. You can work out in them. You can go to a nice dinner in them. You can dress them up. You can dress them down. And they're the most comfortable pair of shorts I've ever put on in my life. Also... You order from them right now, you get a pair of nunchucks. (laughs) Sold. Somebody sent us a picture of the nunchucks. This is really happening. Yeah. Like, I thought this was kind of like one of those things. Like, it was a promo code America right now. When you go to birddogs.com, you get a free pair of nunchucks with the most comfortable shorts you've ever worn. Are you kidding me right now? They'll give you an actual weapon along with your pair of bird dogs. That's birddogs.com, promo code America, and boom. Free pair of nunchucks with your pair of bird ducks. You will not take these things off. I promise you, I have not. I probably should wash them. Honestly, it's getting to that point <laughs> because it's just they're so comfortable. They feel so good, and you feel so fresh in them. You can move, you can groove, and you can sleep in them. You can do anything you want to do, and they're the most. Um, they're all terrain shorts. They're yeah, ATSs. It's a good way to describe it. Work on your nunchaku routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with them, and also for me, I like shorts that are a little bit above the knee. They fit me properly. They fit good. They fit great. They make you look good, too. Birddogs.com, promo code America. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest conversation we've ever had. I have two weddings next month. I'm trying to lose some weight. Yeah. I might just cut all that. Yeah, I'm not giving you a lot of hope. <laughs> yeah. there, there's some good-looking ladies going to be there, so I, I got I to gotta put in an eighth gear. Or maybe first gear start off. I mean, maybe we just kind of roll. We get a rolling yeah. start. You know, yeah. whenever like your battery dies, but you have a stick, and you kind of got to roll mm-hmm. it into mm-hmm. gear. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I think that's kind of what you are right now. You're just a guy without a battery. You know, you got zero charge to kind of. Yeah, I finally got a battery. Now you got a battery. These weddings. A roly poly. 
Oh, type. come on. Hey, you didn't deserve that. Ryan, <laughs> I mean. Husky circle. Oh, just call me Charles Barkley while you're at it. So, Z, like today. Ryan, man, pound. <laughs> you FaceTime me and you say, you want dinner. Do you want to get pizza? <laughs> yeah, say so you're do, housing a whole pizza. Do there. I need to what? tell you no here? Like, I'm, this is an actual question. Um, hey, is this, do we need to be friends? Right. Like, do we need to be real friends? Or Because every, every once in a while, I'll get a tweet that's like, why do you make fun of Zito so much? It's like, we don't. <laughs> we don't. We, we try our best to support him. It's just physically impossible at some points. So are we supposed to? That is a real thing because people do tell me to stop bullying you. And yep. It's never me. It's most mostly Nick. But uh, Yeah, maybe Nick and cool it down, but everyone else. I, <laughs> I, I, I do need uh, constructive criticism. Oh, I can do that. Well, uh, uh, is Diggs, that the right word? Diggs went home, uh, had to go home earlier. Um, he... Brought that word accountability buddies. Is that what you're looking for out of us? Is like accountability buddies. I think so. I think I, I. That's what I need. I think you need accountability buddies. So is Foxy supposed to be your accountability buddy here? Yeah, he let me down earlier. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know you had two weddings before. No, yeah. I, just, I want you to look good at those weddings. I'm gonna use that jacket probably <laughs> from the thing from the, the tour. Oh, the bright one. Yeah, I don't know if you're fitting that, bro. Uh, right <laughs> now, boy. it was tight on tour. I know, and you. You, yeah, that was I don't know. that was before you made me cook you a cheeseburger today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not wrong with that keto, by the way. That's yeah, keto. I ate the bread though. Yeah, whole loaf. There's no reason for that. Zito. Yeah, I need it though. I need this. But, but you did, in our defense, you did say, "Yeah, I I'm trying to lose weight," which would that's like an active thing you just said, like it's happening in the present. And yeah. we just watched what you ate today. So yes, yeah, so like my uh, my saying. So was, I don't know that that's matching up. <laughs> my saying is diet starts never. Yeah, it is. But, but I think I have to change that today. Mm. To diet starts never, but today it starts. T so it's starting today. Okay. Like when this podcast oh, comes the podcast out. Podcast comes out. Yes. So this is starting on Thursday. My goal is to lose July eleventh. Your goal is to lose sixty pounds. <laughs> I do not when? want. I do not want that Zito back. No die. We do not <laughs> even. I do not want that Zito back. First There's, wedding is going to be uh, the eleventh. So one month, one exactly, month. exactly one month. So exactly tomorrow. We do not need uh, <laughs> yeah. Meth Zito back though. Please so. do not give Meth Zito. Maybe back. start with like ten. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do this time though, I'm going to drain blood out and then <laughs> <laughs> blood dope. I think I'm going to try to blood dope so I don't lose like. <laughs> That's like the only way I think so I don't become Meth Zito. <laughs> so I'll just have bags of blood in the, one of the fridges. <laughs> Oh man! Come on, bro. We got this new fridge. You put the fucking garlic no, we in the, there. No, we got the. No, it's not me. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, me. yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, we have a side fridge though. I'll use the side fridge. Uh, so one month. Let's put a realistic and like a ha potential happy Zito okay. for the next month. Because honestly, I mean, it, it was great content that <laughs> weight loss challenge. But boy, it was tough. It was tough every day. By the way, terrible for you guys too. I understand it was terrible yeah. for you guys, but it was also bad for us to have to deal with you. Terrible to be around. Sure. Yeah. It, it was, but you guys were literally sacrificing your entire bodies and soul. You almost shut down your kidney. Yeah. I, that was that kidney. I was. I'm sure I was not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, you toughed it out on the microphones, but boy, mm -hmm. watching you guys just kill yourselves there, I do not want to ever do that again. So, I do not want this wedding. Season yeah. diet that you're about to go into. Well, I've had two physicians tell me that it was a bad idea to do it that way, but <laughs> I, I just don't know though. I feel like it's the only way that I could look good for like two days, and then it just comes right back every so, time. I can't judge you though, because I crash diet hard for any time I'm on TV. Speaking of Extreme Rules on Sunday, Let's I'm go. currently in the good middle plug. of a smoothie fast. <laughs> 
to find a jawline. Yeah, so I mean, I, I can't judge yeah. you too much. I lost a jawline like is, five years ago. Is it healthy to like two days a month water fast, like for two days in a row? Just water fast. Anything. Anything. Days. That's on the internet. Does that help? Like uh, that shows up on the internet all the time. People, the water fast, I guess, is a real thing. I think it's good for you, right? It kind of resets with, everything. Guys, anything in moderation is fine. Yeah, because two. I think two days water fast. I think I could do that. I did uh, that for like six days. That was miserable. But I yeah. remember the first two days <laughs> weren't that bad. Yeah, but your mindset was you're going to win ten grand, nine thousand yeah, yeah. nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. So it's the I. Anytime I do these fucking crash diets to find a jawline for TV, those the first day is so fucking hard because it feels as if the people around me, not just you guys, but Sam included, order the best food of all time. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is just a test. Like you just, this is just a test. Uh-huh. But then when you lay down in bed at night and everybody else is asleep and it's just you and your taste buds. Mm. Oh, that's the worst. It is very difficult to go worst. to bed whenever you just, there's a Cinnabon right out there in the fucking <laughs> kitchen. So it's always a struggle. So the, I think the two-day water thing uh-huh. would be very difficult for me. I'm not sure I'd be able to. Yeah. Well, I guess if you chug a shit ton of water, though, you, you feel, feel full. Sick, Especially yeah. if you're chugging those like smart waters that are like the liter right. bottles. You do two of those. I mean, that's like, you feel like you ate a meal. What was that thing I chugged at the uh, the place in Columbus? Oh, the fucking chalice. It was thing? a gallon, right? It was, yeah. like, oh, it was a gallon yeah. jug. Carafe. It was a gallon jug. That's the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. I put her down. I mean, I put it on video. It didn't look as impressive because I don't think you could get the depth yeah, of couldn't. the bottle. Oh, mm-hmm. So it was a glass bottle, so you couldn't get the complete depth of it. But that made me feel sick for sure. So maybe that is the way to do it. Just I'm thinking about doing it. Like the next time we know we have a vacation coming up or something, like the two days before. Just do it and see what it does. Like I was thinking, you can lose like eight pounds, which is a lot of pounds. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pounds. By the a way, a lot of pounds. That's not like bad that's at all. a noticeable difference. Okay, so what are we really going for for this one? Month? I I think to fit in the jacket, twenty eight pounds. 28. You need to lose twenty eight pounds. 20? What about fifteen? Fifteen is what about ten? What about five? Let's just start with five pounds. I'm an overachiever, though. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. If you lose 15 and get down to like 330, you'll be... <laughs> 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 wow. 330 would be nice. <laughs> oh. I tried doing the math in my head what, what 15 with that would be, and I couldn't do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, Ty, Nick, and Todd, by the way. I don't want any tweets. I don't want any tweets about anything that has happened. I'm sorry, Z. Hey, that's the criticism I need. Accountability buddies. Accountability buddies. So wedding season Z is going to try to lose 15 pounds. Do you get a plus one? Yeah. Uh, Who are you trying to go? Not me. I'm looking out for you, buddy. Who you got? Oh, no. got a little something. Well, he said up, there's or? a couple good-looking yeah, yeah, girls you, at the wedding. So you fish there. Oh, you probably, oh, okay. Yeah, you don't go there with someone. That you, you don't bring sand to the beach. Yeah, That's you bring the saying. water yeah, to the yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Like thirst. <laughs> the thirst. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't bring water, right? Thirst and water are actually kind of opposite of things. Well, the water bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You bring you bring the hose. Oh yeah, that a boy. Uh, <laughs> maybe you take Foxy with you. Hey, you clean up too much. <laughs> True. Good call. I got to bring someone uglier than myself. Yeah, I was going to say, you think you watch Foxy get laid. How about this? Can we have a listener go with you to one of these weddings? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you apply to go to a wedding with Zito. Hashtag wedding, S-Z-N-Z-E-E-T, and then hashtag PMS2. 
You use those two hashtags. Take a picture of yourself so we know what we're getting into. <laughs> right, Zudo? Yes. We, yeah. You take a picture of yourself. Take a picture of the suit that you would like to wear. You don't have to own it yet. Just on the internet. And then there will be a selection process to go to the wedding with Zito one month from today, August 11th. What wow. a fucking great thing this is. Uh, and you also must be following a subscriber of the Twitch stream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twitch.tv forward slash the Pat, Pat McAfee, McAfee show. show. Okay, so... I assume this is going to be electric content. This is probably something you'd want to do. I cannot wait for this. Where's the wedding in Chicago? Yep. Oh, oh it's a rich wedding too. It's a rich wedding. Oh, so oh, they yeah. get of course it is. You're so this person gets a free trip to Chicago. Yeah, of course it is. You know, this is the Perez family. Probably it's probably somebody <laughs> in the Perez family. So they get a free trip to Chicago. They get to go to a wedding with Zito. Yeah, it's a good time. See, so you, you're what do you, you know? What you're signing up for. There's a lot of time with this person. Ah, I just uh, go to the dance floor, hang out there, away from him or her. Yeah, but like, when are you going to fly him? Are we going to fly him in or drive him in? No, they handle themselves. They handle that themselves. Right. But do they come day of wedding so you don't have to deal with them like the night before? Uh, Maybe night before. No, because it's a Sunday, so. Sunday wedding? Sunday Sunday wedding. wedding. Really? Yeah. No, maybe it's Saturday Some going people. to Sunday. That's what, that's what it is. I would assume you got no shot with any of these women if it's a Sunday wedding. <laughs> they're, they go work on Monday. Yeah. They're, they're, it's a big sorority girl one. So it's like they're oh. all. Zeet. Yeah. The 11th is a Sunday, Zeet. Yeah, I, so I think it's the 10th going to 11, but it's going to be in that that time period. <laughs> <laughs> it's for sure that weekend. It's the 9th, 10th, and 11th weekend. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to lose 15 pounds for this? 20. Okay. I, I think like it's it. feasible because you lost 43 the first time. Think like about 50 it. We lost 11 the first weigh-in, I believe. 13 yeah. pounds. Yeah. And yeah, that but, was just not eating but at all. Let's but re- let's remember... I speak for the crew here. Mm-hmm. We do not want to deal with that. Yeah. Like, we do not want to deal with starved Zeet. I think it'll be okay. You cut out the morning burrito at 9 a.m. <laughs> you cut out the midnight taco bell run, and I think oh, you're shaving 10 oh, that the, first the week. mid dinner pizza. <laughs> yeah. This is a mid dinner. This is not final dinner. This is mid dinner. <laughs> it is 8 p.m. right now. This is not dinner yet. This you know, we should make him a shirt to wear this entire Don't time frame because in boot camp. <laughs> In boot camp, we have diet privates, they call them. So you come in overweight, you are in half rations the entire time you're there until you hit weight. So you have two red bars. Uh, you have your name on the front, and then you have two red bars, one on top one on bottom. So when you go through the chow line, they know you only get half of what everybody else gets. Hilarious. Do that. They don't do that anymore, I bet. There's no way. There's no way in the military. So like in West Virginia, we, used to, we did something called tour of duty, and it was our winter conditioning, and it was fucking terrible. It was these stations. And if you weren't giving 100% in the coach's eyes, they would give you a check. And if you got a che- checks were given, if you didn't look like you were sprinting, right? Mm-hmm. If you didn't look as if you were giving your absolute most, you would get a check. And then this, the check was like a, I think it was a 300 yard shuttle or, or some shuttle afterwards. And you had to make a certain time. If you didn't make time, you had to make the time again. Like, so each check was, it was terrible. It was a fucking terrible thing. People didn't sleep the night before. It, it was a, it was a mind fuckery. But if you got a certain amount of checks, you had to wear an orange shirt the next <laughs> Tour of duty, oh. and you had to go in front of the line, so you got the extra reps because each station was a certain amount of time. So if you're in the orange shirt, you got to go first because the line goes through, so you have to get the extra reps. So if that first one you do bad, you're miserable the entire time. Oh, and yeah. they were called an orange goon, I think. The mm. orange goons, I believe, is what he called them. Like, hey, the orange goonies, get up in the front. You know the deal. <laughs> Fucking Reed Williams. Oh. My guy Reed Williams is my roommate basically all through college. He showed up the first year. Not not good. 
not good shape. He had an orange, and he had orange hair, right? Yeah, also oh, a ginger. I mean, he's glorious. It's delicious red, please. <laughs> but he did have orange hair and these orange things. He had like twenty some checks. I think they were trying to make him quit early because he was just living a good life down there. He went on to be an all American, obviously. But I'll never forget like walking out of those things when I did because I was coming fresh out of soccer, so. Mm. I was in pretty good shape, and I mastered the fake. <laughs> yeah, it's, you just got to be good at faking the effort. I'm running so hard right now, not moving my legs at all, just the <laughs> upper body, and uh, walking out of there just like feeling so bad for the guy. Like, man, you just had an hour and a half of misery. That's what that shirt would be yeah. for Zito uh-huh. all day, basically. That yeah. would, that's what that would be. My name would be in the inside of that shirt for sure. Uh, what's that? Because you have to get it. You deserve that shirt, right? Or do they take that shirt away? The orange shirt. The orange, the orange shirt. You get it each day. It just shows yeah. shows up in your laundry. So, like, yeah, that my name would be on that shirt, bro. I'll never forget when fucking I think Reed saw it the first time. We got our laundry, <laughs> and he just looked at it, and he like asked the guy like, "What's this mean?" He was like. <laughs> You're about to have a terrible morning. <laughs> <laughs> you are about to have a terrible morning. Oh, then you got to go to class, by the way. Oh. And then we got practice after that. And then you got this. And then you got study. And he actually took school serious. He's got like four degrees. So I got none. <laughs> and I got to go in the back of the line. So I had a great time. And I didn't hit anybody. Mm. I mean, it was good. I had a pretty good little run. But I think this next month for you is going to be delicious. 15 pounds then. 15 pounds. All right. There you go. Wedding season's eat. Hashtag, are you sure you want to do this with the people? Because somebody- I got to choose, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no six-packs. If you're going to apply, don't have a six-pack. What if it's a babe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. I thought we were taking- Well, a good wingman could be a lady. Good point. Oh. Oh. Not a bad a call there. person. So you oh, refuse yeah, to take- You refuse to take- Yeah, it is a wing person. Yeah. Good call, Tom. That's on me. That was incredibly sexist of you. I know. 2019. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, they can, so they can help. Like Zito's got a check mark. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> check. All right. Got a fucking gas right at the end of the show. You wouldn't take Foxy because he's too attractive. Yes. Hmm. He would cock block the fuck out of you. Yeah. yeah. He would be as the if there's only I'll... As if there's only one girl there. That is. <laughs> you know I mean? As if there's only one girl. That's true because she's going to have a friend. Yes. Exactly. I think you. Oh, so you're saying. So that could work I'm thinking out. you throw Foxy out there as bait. I think. Forget Foxy. Let's rule out Foxy. Let's say it is a listener. Okay. I don't think you should rule out a potential like six pack mm-hmm. listener because that's just. That's just. That's good bait for you, I think. You know what I mean? Okay, so okay, I, I get what you're saying. So he's gonna wheel in the hotter chicks, and that chick's gonna have a friend, right? That's what you're saying. Now we're talking. That's what a wing or person does, by the way. The that, that is yeah. exactly what a wing person is. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you have a six pack, you can apply. <laughs> can Foxy apply? Yeah. Well, so he win? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you subscribe to the Twitch? He does. Actually. I do. I pay every month. <laughs> so, listeners, you need to know that Foxy is going to be trying to win this. Absolutely. For the next month. Foxy's going to be trying to win this invite as well. Yeah. So you want this, you're going to really have to get this. We're going to get Zeke down to 315, <laughs> first and foremost. Yep. And then I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say, hey, this is my man Zeke. Yep. You guys should talk to him. Lure him all in for you, Zeke. And then Zeke's going to go to the dance floor. Yep. Yep. No quick feet Zeke. Yep. When Old Town Road oh. or Country Road. No wanting safe over. there. Oh, no wanting safe. It's over. By the way, go ahead. incredible nomination last night. I know. I thought I was going to win. 
You didn't get the invite, so okay, that's kind of the first clue. <laughs> mm. That was a fan favorite for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were. <laughs> if views, no, I'm sure that Roman Reigns yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it only got like probably 40, 50 million views. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you even were the fan favorite. I think that's who won was the fan favorite. I was the underdog for sure. Uh, steep underdog, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. But Hey, gambling's legal in Indiana, huh? Like, sports books are going to be popping off yeah. January 1st, yeah. right? Yeah. During foot, no, during, I think it's during football season. Oh, really? I think they're launching yeah. football season. Yeah, because I thought it was uh, going into effect here in July. They were going to start the yeah. ball rolling, right? Oh, that's yeah. what I thought. Bro, we got to watch out for Diggs, bro. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> every night at the sports book. Hey, he's going to need an accountability buddy for sure. <laughs> I am serious when I say that. I don't know how he's doing right now on Bro 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 Bets. Are you guys on a hot heater or not? Uh, I think we're winning, but barely. Yeah. <sighs> I Gumpy was should... on a streak, right? Gumpy has great stats. He has great stats. He bets he like soccer stats. and shit, right? He yeah. bets all the uh-huh. European stuff. He's from Canada. Yeah. Why is he so European? I don't. I don't, I don't get know. it either. Is is all of Canada like that? I don't think he so. He told me no. He told me like we're on where he lives. It's it's like around like people from here. He's a trendsetter. He said because when we were on Sirius, it felt like Canada was just all middle of America. Yeah, mm-hmm. like right. all the colors we got was just yeah. like everybody. Well, he's like West Coast, right? So you got to imagine the West Coast oh. of Canada is probably much different than the middle. And he the lives on an island. But he said the people where he lives. He does there, live on an island. Because I was like, does everybody dress like this? And he's well, like, no, just me, bro. I'm a fashionista. He said. Yeah. He did say fashionista, exact words. Yeah. I was like, Easto, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to gender assign you, but I think it's Easto. I'm not certain I use Babel, but I think it's <laughs> O instead of A. You know a place that I liked a lot? Ankeny, Iowa. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Go ahead. Why? why, why, why? <laughs> Sorry. Why? <laughs> what happens there? Well, one thing I've learned about Ty is he doesn't like any part of Iowa uh, except for Waterloo. Hold on. Because I, I texted Pat Anger. I said, yo, I'm in Iowa. And his text back was, where are you? Why are you here? Do you want my wife to show you her tits? That <laughs> 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 was just texting me. That was just texting me. And I just started dying laughing. And I said, I'm in Ankeny. He said, oh, I'm on the east side of the state or something like yep. that. He said, it's much tougher over here than where you are. Confirmed. And that Ankeny place was beautiful. Yeah, it's, really? that's habitually one of like the 10 most uh, like sought after places to live in the United States. I, really? It completely makes sense. I mean, I was there for... 27 hours and it was i thought about moving honestly i was like this place is gorgeous it is nice you had people like walking on the street like on the main roads like exercising the parks were like it looked like it was in a movie like i looked like i was in a movie of what america like what like back in the day it was incredible it was i stopped by casey's nice person everybody in there was super nice it was like good morning it was like good morning i was like holy shit this place is this is, a, this is a fake town. This is a fake town. Then we went around a, a fire pit, and uh, they were telling stories about how their seventh grade youth team won the state championship. <laughs> yeah, the coaches were there. They were talking about how the Ankeny team won. I was like, this is awesome. I am in a movie right now, and I love Ankeny. I want to let you know, I love Ankeny. Oh, that's great. I'm glad there's a piece of Iowa that you love. I wait, wait a minute. A lot of uppity fuckers in Ankeny. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. It, is. it felt like that. I mean, it did feel like the people I was with were not right. Not everyone's like that, but by and large, my brother lives very close to Ankeny. A lot of uppity fuckers over there. <laughs> it was. It did seem as if it was a very nice town. Yeah. One of the wealthiest dudes in America, in America lives there. Correct. And he has his own private golf course. I yes. drove by. Ooh. Yep. Oh. He started Roundup. Oh really? Like uh, killing weeds. Mm. This guy started oh, Roundup. Yeah, yeah. It's couple a billion huge dollars company. Yeah, he's got his own golf course there and the whole thing. I played on a private golf course here in Indiana one time. 
the Simon guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, I've been there. Yeah. I was afraid to take a divot out of the fairway. But instead, we took a fucking entire ditch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we played bad. <laughs> we played bad golf, but we we're the only humans there. They had two armed security guards walking behind us. I would assume this private course is the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you're at the state where you can buy your own private golf course, I think that's when, I think that's the... That's like, yeah. I thought if I took a big enough hack, that guy was going to pull that gun out and execute me right there. <laughs> Just put you in the dip. That's the vibe it was being sent. And by the way, we're not certain that isn't facts. <laughs> like, we're not certain that wouldn't have happened. I, I mean, yeah. there's a couple big, there's a couple big divots we had. And <laughs> I was sprinting to fucking fill it. Like, hey, give me sand. Give me sand. It's sand. Probably so soft, too. Like, so easy to leave a massive divot. So the Simon guy owns the Simon Malls. Right. Mm-hmm. So all the Loaded. Simon Malls he owns. He's from Indiana. He owns the Indiana Pacers. Oh. He passed away. But he was a member of Crooked Stick, mm-hmm. which is a legendary golf course here in India. PGA comes through here, the senior right. PGA. This is like where all the uppity fuckers uh, <laughs> Indiana, <laughs> in Ty's words, would play golf. Beautiful course. I almost hit a hole-in-one there. I've never almost hit a hole-in-one in my life. There, I almost hit a hole-in-one. It was like, it was a really cool time. The legend goes, I don't know if this is a factual statement or not. It's a legend. The guy that owns Simon Mall enjoyed alcohol. Okay, so he drank every once in a while. He was a member at Crooked Stick. He crashed a golf cart, got kicked out of the country club, bought the property across the street, built his own golf course. <laughs> fucking what legend. Awesome. Fucking move. Right across, it's right across the street. It's like literally right across, one line of trees, and it's just right on there. Nicer golf course is right across <laughs> there. No one could play on it. No one could play on it. <laughs> Me, Nick, uh, CFO Phil, Larry Bird, Bill Clinton. Those are the people. <laughs> yeah, those are the people playing on the golf course. I have no idea how we got in there. I still don't have, I think we got invited back too, which is awesome. I mean, you at that point you just have so much money. So, so well, yeah, because the guy's widow lives in a house in the middle of the course, and I guess she is kind of a recluse, doesn't really come outside much, but came out and actually wanted to talk to you. Yeah, big day. This this lady, they were like, uh, yeah, the the wife, the widow lives in that house. She never comes out of the house, and then all of a sudden we're playing, and like we see like the door open. It's a massive door, and they're like, oh, she's outside. And it's like for the workers there is even a big deal. They're like, oh my God, what do we do? They're like on the radio, like, uh, should we leave? Like, is there <laughs> and then she was she like wanted to say hello, which was very cool. I was like, Okay, lady. Hey, nice golf course you got here, by the way. Nice house, dude. Jesus. Yeah, thanks for not shooting us. Hey, thanks for not <laughs> killing us. They had like fucking uh towers and everything on there. Yeah. For like, like if, snipers? What? Yeah, because I think when Clinton played there, oh, that makes mm-hmm. sense. they had uh like they had the secret, secret service players. everywhere. So when he flew in and played there, they had like People in towers and shit. I mean, Jeez, it's, it's that's crazy. the level, though. By the way, when I, I think I've decided private aviation is a great state of wealth that we should yeah. all be. We're all striving to get to mm-hmm. in this room mm-hmm. for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think what we really should be keeping our eyes on is potential oh. private golf course. Oh, can you oh, that's where we should be looking at, boys. Is that tied with Island owning Island? Oh, I always thought that was the top. Tell the island know. is the top. And house. then you have a golf course on the island. There you go. <laughs> par <what> three. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have a little par three. Oh, yeah. I like to hit the big stick once in a while, though, you know? I maybe, mean, you can't get maybe water. You know what? <laughs> I could play the same four holes over and over. My, my, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't bother me. So my dad's family, like his cousins are, uh, I don't say they're river people, but they're river people. They live, yeah. uh, oh, Creek Boys. Yeah, it's oh, Creek, Creek Boys. Creek Boys. Mm-hmm. They lived in um, on an island in, I think it was the Allegheny River. 
which in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, I mean, you're talking about an incredible group of human beings. They have a little four-hole golf course on the island See? that went through the houses. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That awesome. It, it, they played, I think I played there. Like, when I mean, I was you a have kid. a par three, two par fours, and a par five, you know, four holes. All right, now playing. you're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. I think it was five holes, though, what you just said. A par three, two par fours, and a par five. Oh, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm I might have said it differently. A par five, though. I don't know if that's that's going to have to be a lot of land. It would be. You're right. But, you know, on that private course we played on, they use the same green for, like, two different yeah. holes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You tee off from wherever you want. Yeah, dog leg in there. Long. Yeah. That one green was unforgiving. I mean, it was so big. I was draining, like, a 400-foot pot. <laughs> <laughs> but then it rolled off the green. <laughs> And then I had to chip it, and I rolled off the other side. <laughs> and then I picked up and went and talked to the widow lady. And then we left. <laughs> and that's how the day ended. <laughs> but that is, I think that is where we should be trying to get to. There are so many yeah. Simon Malls. I know. And, it's Everywhere. All, and they pay rent. So it's just yes. real estate. So all the Correct. stores pay rent. Exactly. So it's like the Walmart mentality, but with an entire fucking mall. Yeah. And I didn't realize, I guess, they have a huge piece of LA just on lock, like really nice malls out there that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought it was just Indiana. It's everywhere. Yeah. One the bigger everywhere. ones in Vegas is theirs. Yep. I mean, it's, I guess, yeah. I guess they have houses everywhere too. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess they have pretty, I wonder how many golf courses he has. Uh, cool. yeah, oh, I wonder how many telling. country clubs he's been kicked out of. <laughs> <laughs> Pebble Beach right across the street. <laughs> so if I go to a mall, does it just say Simon on it, or is it just one of those things you know? You'll be able to see yeah. there's like Simon Mall. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll say Simon Mall on it, and that guy's from Indiana, mm-hmm. and it's a fucking pretty cool thing. A lot of very wealthy people here in Indiana, by the way. Yeah, I know, and it always blows my mind. Like, up toward where you live, you go around the Geist Reservoir and those Mass- areas, and I'm like, how are there this many people in the Indianapolis area that make that much money, but where, there are. Where the fuck does all this money come from? There's a lot of companies that are started in Indiana, and there's a lot of companies that are headquartered in Indiana because it's pretty centrally located. Mm-hmm. It's easy to kind of ship out, and I think our taxes are good. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of companies that are headquartered. So, you got a lot of CEOs and presidents mm-hmm. of companies here and shit. It's just, what you don't really know, because we don't do a lot of functions. I mean, right. I don't go to a lot of functions. I don't, I don't, I don't like them. I don't like I don't like fake talking to people that I don't will never talk to again <laughs> that I have nothing in common with. Oh, congrats, man! You like with Tartar? I, <laughs> <laughs> I got a friend named Zito who's trying to lose twenty pounds. <laughs> Can't fucking eat it. Sorry. So I don't really I don't really shake a lot of the hands of these people. But then whenever you run into them, and like for instance, a guy that fucking started um, Exact Target, the guy that started Exact mm-hmm. Targets from Indiana. And I was at a golf outing, and there was an auction after the golf outing. I had just signed my first contract. And I'm sitting in like one of the front tables, and the auction was a trip for four private plane VIP Saturday Night Live. Okay? Impossible tickets to get, yeah. plus a private plane. So I was ready to go. I was ready to go for this one. They're like, all right, we'll start the bidding at 10000 I'm like, yep, I'll take that for sure. I mean, I've spent worse money. <laughs> and the guy behind, somebody behind me is like, 15000 I'm like, really quick. I'm like, all right. I mean, 16000 The guy's like, 20000 I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, uh, 21000 The guy's like, 30000 I'm like, what the Jeez. fuck is going on? So I go, I look back at him. I'm like, what the fuck? And the whole room's like laughing, right? The whole room is laughing. And the person sitting at my table shows me a phone. 
and it's a, a news article on his phone from Google. Uh, exact Target just sold for two point eight billion, <laughs> like a month before that. Like this guy literally just became a billionaire at the same time I became a millionaire, and it's just a complete, <laughs> complete different ball game. And it was like, oh, hey, hey, you know what? You got it, bud. I should have ran it up though for the chair. Oh, yeah, I'm like one hundred seventy thousand. <laughs> yeah, you can have it. Just park it on it. You know, the guy's really cool though. He was like a cool dude. He was his name was Scott. Good guy. Now he runs a company called High alpha here in town nice. and i think they just are venture capitalists but it's it's one of those things where you, you never know when you're in a room with a billionaire mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially yeah. in an auction you got to really keep your head on a fucking swivel <laughs> yeah. man if i had a couple more cocktails that day i think i would have kept going i'm happy the person at my table is like that's scott <laughs> <laughs> you're wasting your time <laughs> i fucking know who scott is oh, 2.8 billion oh hey I hope it's a funny show, man. <laughs> I hope it's a funny show. Good guy, though. He came up to me. He said, uh, he asked me if I wanted to go with him. Oh, I nice. Think. Yeah, but he picked one of the ones where I couldn't go. And mm. he, I don't think he ever followed up either. So I think it was like <laughs> a very friendly offer. But I think he has a McAfee jersey. Oh, that's, I think oh, that's good. Yeah. That's close. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. Billionaire, cool guy. I like it. It's incredible that there's that many people. Because I, whenever I would drive through, like I said, I was always, always in my mind, I'm like, all right, there's this many cults, there's this many pacers. Who's everybody else? <laughs> right. fucking, you know what I mean? How many doctors have we yeah. got? <laughs> is there lawyers just doing it? How many crimes are being solved? It is that boat. I, I don't go on the lake much because of water. By the way, I was in water in Hawaii. Saw that. How was, was it? Good. The year's good. Let's go. Nice. I did those drops. I'm about mm-hmm. to be a fish. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm good in the water, too. I, I still got it, by the way. It was like riding a bike. It's only been like 20 years. <laughs> no, it's literally been 14 years since I've been in water. Jeez. That's so That's crazy. Insane. It had to feel good, right? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Right? But as soon as I went underwater without it, I was so scared. I was like, fuck, ruin the whole trip. <laughs> Just ruin the whole trip. For those that don't know, I had a hole in my eardrum uh, when I was in college, like 19 years old. I tried to fight a wave, and the wave fought back. It uh, it crashed on my head, and it popped my eardrum. Big surfer injury. Big surfer injury. Way, yeah. And Navy SEAL. Yeah. Navy mm-hmm. SEALs have this problem. Uh, Chris. Uh, Kyle. Chris Kyle, mm-hmm. first time he went to Bud's, had to leave Bud's because the hole in his eardrum because it was so bad. So me, me and Chris mm. Kyle kind of understood. I kind of understood where Chris Kyle was coming from. Mm-hmm. I read two pages of his book. That was on the second page, <laughs> and I stopped. I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> but it's a good book. I think you should read it. I read two pages. It was incredible. But I'm not a reader. But I burst my eardrum. Couldn't get it uh, surgically repaired, which is an option because the season was right around the corner. You're not allowed to do any physical activity for like four weeks because your eardrum is so sensitive to any movement or anything like that. So you're not allowed to do any like kicking. I wouldn't allow to be doing anything. So I just had to deal with it. And they're like, it might cure itself too, though. Like it might. I'm like, well, I got no faith in my ear. So I lived in like stereo for fucking... Uh, like a year, like half my head couldn't hear anything. Yeah, it was a wild scene. I mean, it was a weird scene. But then one day it kind of like came back a little bit. It was like back to normal. But then so I got a little, you know, I was like, I'm going to go fucking dive right into the water here. And then for 14 days, my ear just drained like blood. Uh, and it was just like, uh, so I was like, okay, that's cool. We're just never going in water again. That's right. what we're never going to do because I will never have four weeks where I can't do any physical activity. Literally in my life, I will never have four weeks where I just can't do anything. So, my entire life, and even through my adulthood, I'd go to these vacations. I would never get in the water. I would just look at it. If I got in the water, I'd have my whole palm over my ear, and I would just dunk my head, basically. And then I went to an ear doctor, and this guy gave me some of these drops. 
And basically it's like, uh, these drops are just like super cure. They like kind of figure it all out and I'm back in water again. It was, it was nice to be back in there. I grew up in the water. I used to jump off the roof of my house into a pool. I mean, I, I, I was born in the water <laughs> and now I'm back in it and it's, it's a good feeling. It was a really, but I was so scared. Yeah, I bet. That first day I went underwater. I was like, fucking idiot, bro. Was it worth it? <laughs> just took a piss two seconds ago. Now you're just swimming in it. Right? That's a real thing, though, because like, if I would have got sunburned the way I did the first day we were in the Bahamas, it would have ruined the rest of the trip. For sure. So I laid in, I went to sleep that night on my right ear. I was like, all right, let's just plan for this thing to drain out. And I woke up and there was nothing on the pillow. I was like, look at me. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Fucking Aquaman's back. <laughs> Are you a cannonball guy or a diver? Uh, I don't really jump in. I kind of walk in. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, test the water. No, I'm just like, uh, hey, let's not be ridiculous here, okay? We're not a YMCA. I'm a cannonball guy. <laughs> Of course you are. You were with the fucking kids. At the <laughs> I went to a resort with 4,000 kids during my break. It was great. Deserted Island was how this place was pitched mm-hmm. to me. And, uh, every kid in America went there. It's fucking great. <laughs> the fucking population of the island was 3,000 before we went there. With those kids, at least 15,000. <laughs> <laughs> Loud screaming. But there's an adult pool. It was like a restaurant that had a, back in the day, that had a smoking section, a non-smoking section where yeah. there's no divider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I was like, adult pool's here, and then there's like two bricks, and then it's like the kid pool here. And it's like, great. Can't hear them at all. Just fucking <laughs> screaming bloody murder because their uber-wealthy parents have never hung out with them before. This is their first time hanging out with their parents. It was a great trip, though. I had a good time. I'm back in the water. I'm back in the game. Wouldn't get in that ocean, though. Those waves. They so, look serious waves. Sam fucking tried to get in. What a hilarious joke that was. <laughs> We're sitting in the room, and we had a room that could like overlook the water. She was like, I want to go get in there. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, just watch this fucking kid right there. And there's one kid like tried to walk in, and he fucking boom, <laughs> took him right off his feet. Like You saw him like pop up later like he was just got knocked out like fucking Ben Askren. <laughs> it looked like Ben Askren. <laughs> These kids look like Ben Askren. She's like, no, it looks like if you get past that, though, it's good. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So we walked down there, and I was so excited to watch this. She got she got into like knee deep in this massive fucking tsunami game. I mean, it was <laughs> the biggest wave of the day, and it sprayed so hard off of her legs right up to her face. It just went like right in her nose, <laughs> in her fucking eyes, and then like I think her, like her face just got blasted, and uh, she just turned around and walked back. <laughs> and uh, she sat down, and she got like a towel like on her face, and I was so excited. I was like, so... How do we like it? Was that a lot of fun? Did you get past the waves? <laughs> she said, it was fucking terrible. I don't know why I thought that. And she like yelled at me, like, you're supposed to tell me these. Like, we're a team. You're supposed to be like, no. And I was like, listen, I was very excited to watch you do that as well. I mean, I saw a little kid die. I was excited to see my fiance potentially take one. <laughs> Maybe blow out your eardrum. See what I've been living with. Oh. The ocean looks like so much fun, but it's really not. Not like, at I all. I remember the first time I jet skied in the ocean. The spray hits you right in the fucking eyes, and it's salt water, water stings so bad. Like after five minutes, I'm like, I'm done. And any given moment, that fucking uh, jaws can exist. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, dude. There's one right now. There's there's one that was on the internet yesterday. Yeah, and uh, near uh, like Nantucket or out uh, out there near Boston. It's yeah, and it's massive. Jaws. 
Huge. The Jaws. Yeah. Like actual fucking Jaws. Like, That's yeah. Jaws country right there. It, yeah. I think everywhere is, though, by the way. I think those things are starting to just move everywhere. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's what we've been talking about, right? Because the weather, the climate change and stuff, they're starting to move around to areas oh they've never God, been I, at before. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Okay. Stick with me here with the weather change. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Do you think there was a global warming monkey that yelled at all the other monkeys? When fucking Pangea split apart, this oh, is your definitely. fucking fault. Like, do you think there was a monkey that was like, "This is"? I told you guys, we need to stop fucking farting. <laughs> <laughs> because imagine, imagine, like Pangea used to, like yeah. our Earth used to just be one big piece right. of land, mm -hmm. yep. and then it just all broke apart. And it's very easy to see that when you look at a map; it's all just pieces of puzzle. And now the world is changing again, and everybody's losing their mind. Right? It's global warming. We're right. causing this. This is a big problem. I couldn't even fathom what the animals thought whenever they were just standing there and their fucking family was just getting taken away in the Atlantic Ocean. It's like, hey, come on. They're like, I can't. It's going so fucking fast. Can't come back. <laughs> like, do you think there was anybody, any animal that was like, oh, this is our fault. I've been trying to fucking, yeah, I've been fucking trying to tell you. I told you are eating too many bananas. Yeah, no, we told you guys. We <laughs> stop eating. Right, the banana shorties, the, the continents are separated. Yeah, that's honestly. Yeah, though, it was probably, I'm sure there was. That's that's the state of mind I was in in Hawaii, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there Staring at the ocean, some kid was screaming, and I was just like, "How these fucking islands happen?" I was like, "Literally, how am I sitting on this island right now?" It's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Those island, the Hawaiian islands, are just out in the middle of nowhere. They're so awesome. There's so many deep Thai roots to like the natives there, and it's a spiritual thing. I'm like, how the fuck did this place get here? And then it looks like Mars. Like, there's this red sand, like this red rocky thing. I'm like, what the fuck is this place? And then I started thinking about all of them. Like. Was this part of Pangea, man? Like, was did, did these three just say like, "Yep, yeah, we're going by ourselves here"? And it, am I really on some spiritual grounds? Like, these things broke apart from everything. And then I was like, "But wait a minute, what happened when that fucking Pangea happened?" There had to be some real hell to pay. Oh, yeah. There had to be some real confused motherfuckers. <laughs> like, yo, what the fuck? Bro? Do you think too? Like, so it probably took a couple of years. Hundreds of years to actually separate, right? So you we had know. hundreds, a uh, couple hundred years, you think? Million years to separate. I don't know. Do we know that yeah. answer? Actually, I don't know. I assume there were fault lines there, maybe, yeah. and then they well, yeah. come apart. Do we a little know bit the answer on how fast they went? Though? I have no idea. I've never learned that in my books. Yeah, you read a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you think they had a decision though, like to jump to the next island? Well, that's like, what no. I'm saying. They didn't. How do you? We're talking about millions of years, guys. Yeah, how do you millions. Know? Who told you that? Uh, no, let's let's not was do it the this. Same let's book. not do this. Was it the let's same not. books that told you the food pyramid was the fucking food? Oh, that was a sham. Because by the way, the food pyramid completely wrong. The smartest food well, people and nutritionists of their time completely wrong for dozens of years. Zito got the upside down food pyramid. <laughs> That's what they say it is now, though. That's what they say it is. Right. They get rid of the bread. I was and then right they the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you got to get rid of the bread. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you were so close. I kept that one. But you're saying it took millions of years for yeah. this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, it's still happening. They're still moving. No way. The platonic plates. Is tectonic. Tectonic, not platonic. Yeah, yeah, they're very friendly plates. Yeah, platonic <laughs> plates are plates that don't no, have sex with each other. No, the yeah. San Andreas was yeah. not platonic. I put out a tweet asking if this is what it is. So one side is not happy with the other side, so they're deciding to split. That's what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. That's what San Andreas' fault is. So they're not platonic. Let's make sure. And that that's how those Hawaiian islands popped up. Those plates bumping into each other, pushing upwards, mm -hmm. and then volcanoes going off on top of that, and then the ash cools, and then that becomes landmass. So and what we're saying so though, is so the forth. global warming caused Pangea? 
I don't know the answer to that. No, I always thought I what I was learned. See, I think, what I was learned was that it was glaciers. Correct. So maybe glaciers carving up. See, but waterways. now glaciers are the same thing, right? And the same thing happened with glaciers. Like, mm-hmm. is that essentially? Wait, yeah. geysers or glaciers? Glaciers. <laughs> <laughs> Both yeah, Yellowstone, really. Yellowstone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Both really. But yeah, it's all. I mean, it's all the water in the earth. Yeah, water made. Pretty much everything eroded the Grand Canyon. But Pangean never gets brought up whenever we're talking about global warming and the earth changing. It's like maybe right. it's just time. Well, yeah, it's so been why t- are there no scientists saying, you know what, this is just part of the evolution? Now, granted, of the I do there think are we- scientists saying okay. that. But what, what I, they're saying now is it's ex- we're accelerating. Yes, okay. there. That's okay. their spin. I am not saying that we are doing good to their earth. Right, right, I, right. I do not want that to be a, a misconstrued here. Right. But I, I just don't see how. I just don't see how after all these years. That it's all of a sudden an SUV is fucking killing the earth. Like, I don't understand how right. the earth's been around for millions of years. I don't understand. And maybe it's because I'm not educated. I mean, that's probably, I dropped out of college. Maybe that's potentially why. But it is, I understand that there is probably heating, and I understand the glacier things, and I think it's terrible. But I'm just saying, man, what happened during Pangea? Is, is that something that's potentially happening? Is, like, is our earth control itself? And in the way that the, you find out years and years later, decades later, that what you learn decades before what's completely wrong like the food pyramid you think you know yeah. so are like some of these green things that are going to be like 50 years from now they're like oh that really uh, fucked t- oh, up hey, hey that eco fuel yeah. you're using Potentially, Jesus yeah. Christ mm-hmm. you so, guys were burning holes in the concrete which was melting <laughs> into the fucking earth's core which was setting off fucking volcanoes like honestly it's it's such an insane thing yeah. but I do think we should take care of the earth man. yeah it's yeah. just like everyone shooting their shot yeah, you know, you're I trying can't... your best and some of it's not going to work out some of it's going to hey, backfire I feel like, like 20 years from now they're going to be like oh the pre has caused autism. And you're like, God damn it, Toyota. <laughs> damn you, Toyota. Civic was fine. Hey, by the way, Toyota. Toyotas are made in Indiana. By the way, there's oh, another geez. fun fact. A little callback to rich people. There's a lot yeah. of rich Toyota people here in Indiana. I was told that whenever I turned down a Toyota deal because I only drive American. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then they started spamming me with emails about how American they're the most American car out there, I guess. Good for Toyota. Shout out Toyota, but if they're causing autism, fuck <laughs> <laughs> But it is, it's Bill Nye. I mean, he yelled at me. Yeah, climate he, change. Bill Nye yelled at me yeah, on did. the internet. He fucking took he a did. torch to the earth and told me to wake the fuck up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I got a Tesla. Get off of me. It comes and goes. I mean, there were ice ages in the past. That's what I'm saying. Right. Bro. How come those are never brought up? Also, though, at this point, that if it's already being accelerated, there's not a whole lot we can do to stop it. If it's if it's already happening, like, it, it's fucking happening. Like, I'm all about doing nicer things. I hate paper straws. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, the worst. The worst. Yeah. I've learned you got to the flip worst. them halfway, so you get both the best both sides. Mm. Do you see that lady fell on the metal straw and died? She stabbed what? herself with the metal straw off oh, her nose, right. like yeah. the fucking sea turtle. Yeah, That's uh, the biggest piece of irony I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Rest in peace, that lady. I'm so sorry that happened to you, yeah. but that's what's happening in sea turtles, right? Yes, They're saying the straws exactly. are going up their noses. Right. So I mean, I, I mean, it's almost now like we're endangering ourselves. <laughs> scripted there. <laughs> I I I used the paper straws in Hawaii, and I felt as if I was really doing the world a favor. Like I felt like I was doing good. But man, they're, they're gonna tough. They gonna make us better paper. They're, yeah. they're gonna make better paper. I, I think they're cheaping out on the paper. Like I think they're cheaping mm-hmm. out on the bend halfway through my fucking smoothie. Come on, guys. I one mean, ply. Can we at least make it out of some nice like cardstock or something? <laughs> it, <laughs> is, <laughs> it is one ply toilet paper, yeah. fucking straws. That's exactly can what it is. Can we make like turtle masks and give them to all the turtles? 
Oh, where it blocks the. You know what? I don't hate this. This is a good idea. I feel like that. Who's buying them? Though? Are we selling them? To the well, it's the same as like using the, like the paper straws. I can imagine that cost. A Take that money. money. No, people are buying the paper straws though. Like the restaurants that are using them are buying. There's a business there. So if we make, are, are the turtles paying us for the masks, or who's paying? For <laughs> I think them? it's more of a Zeet vigilante operation where he goes and just, <laughs> just outfits the, the turtles himself. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't worry, I got you guys out here. We, we just got a bunch of Ninja Turtles going around. <laughs> uh, we'll figure out the world's problems here one day. Yeah. But I, I I thought about Pangea a lot out there in Hawaii. thought about Pangea a it lot. It is wild. And it's I was wild. like, well, how come Bill Nye never talks about Pangea? Like, how come he never talks about what happened to Pangea? Mm-hmm. Imagine all the sea animals getting like new real estate. Bro. So they much just, more. It opened up, and they're like, dude, hey, new tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking cold up here. Huh? Let's go back down, you under. That would be awesome. But the flooding, I mean, everything's happening. It's, uh, it's obvious that climate change is happening. Very yeah, obvious that yeah, climate change is happening. No doubt. Very, very, very obvious. And I'm assuming humans are to blame for it. But I would also think the earth is probably to blame yeah. for it. I mean, the sun, yeah. too, right? Might as, well, might as well. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. 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 You know, the sun does play a part. That's what I thought. By the way, Zach Brown hates the sun. There's a fire in the sky. Great way to describe the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's fire in the sky. By the way, that fucker shows up at like 5.30 a.m. in Hawaii. Just fucking That'd ready. be tough. Ready to go. Yeah, but it's 9.30 a.m. or uh, actually 11.30 a.m. our time. I yeah, never I like knew they that. had their own time zone. Hawaii does? Yeah, it's called the Hawaiian time were zone. Were you on Indiana time the entire time you were there? Like oh, your yeah. body? Oh, so yeah, you me, woke me, up. Bro, me, well and, me and Sam were hiking at 6 a.m. I felt like Mark Wahlberg in The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at us, Sam, fucking hiking at 6 a.m. By 9 a.m., we had already worked out, hiked, had breakfast, and were ready to lay out. We were like the most... That is clutch for vacation, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's for awesome. sure. The, coming back, though, was quite an issue. I can imagine. Quite an issue, because it's the complete opposite. Yeah, jet lag, eat. Mm-hmm. Those pods, though, man, they're very oh. pricey. I enjoy those a lot. Like I'd almost prefer flying to Hawaii than flying like to Arizona. Right on now. that flight, you have to have that, right? Have to. You, I, you, there's somebody in the back back there. I, I don't know how they did it. It's like our flight to Japan. Anthony Costanza refused to pay the the fee to upgrade to the pod. He's six foot fourteen. He's in the fucking back. Wow. I'm like Costanza, bad decision here, bub. On the way home, he got the pod, but on the way over there, he's are they just first class? Uh, yeah. See, I think like whole planes should be outfitted like that. I think there are certain planes like people have uh, Virgin. Virgin. Yeah, that's how it should be. If yeah, you're taking a flight anything longer than like four or five hours, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just it, a lot of people would want to sleep on it. Hawaii that. was eight hours. Yeah. Eight, eight, seven and eight hours. That's as, that's as long as it takes to fucking fly to Paris. Yeah, if you go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's I mean, like, that's absurd. But by the way, I would rather do that than a three and a half hour trip on southwest to Vegas. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because that fucking trip, you're just miserable sitting. Well, home from Vegas. Oh, yeah. To Vegas. Yeah. You're you just you're excited. Your mindset. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm about to ruin my life. Yeah. <laughs> What's in the pod? <laughs> What's that? What's in the pod? You got a TV. They have these noise canceled because I had a fucking... I had the entire McAllister family on the way out there. The entire, <laughs> the entire McAllister family was in the first class. They bought every other ticket other than me and said, I don't know how rich these people were, but they flew 45 kids in first class in the pod. Those are all the kids in the fucking thing. It was hey, all the kids in fucking Lanai probably. But there was this one baby that they were like almost, it felt like they were poking the baby to cry. Like the other kids were like, yeah. <laughs> and it was right behind me. And I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? And they give you these Bose headphones and it was noise canceling completely plug it in you got all these tvs i saw the um the dude the um the big lebowski 
I watched nice. The Big Lebowski. Oh, you a, you watched The Big Lebowski. I watched The Big wow. Lebowski. That's mind blowing to me. The first forty minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm impressed you got that far. I fell asleep though. Yeah, it's I, a slow roller. There's I, there's a sequel coming out on the the Jesus. It reminded yeah, me of that whenever you, when you tweeted it, I was like, oh fuck, I gotta tell Nick. I watched that. I'm impressed. What'd you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's in fairness, it's a movie you have to watch multiple times. Do, do you pick you, up on the little things. Do you agree that John Goodman was the best thing in that movie? Um, His yes, character. he was angry, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yelling at Donnie the whole time. Like, yeah, he was angry. He, he was brought out a gun at the bowling alley. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't fucking roll on Chavez. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> I I enjoyed the whole thought of it. You know, Cole, yeah, he was the dude. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, quite a stance to, quite a hill to die on. By the way, that. Like that's not my name. My name is the dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was pretty pissed off, and I was like, "All right." I mean, if that's your thing, I mean, that's your thing. That's your thing. Well, Duder or Duderino. I respect it. I, I'm going to finish it though. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I didn't fully understand why everybody. Again, it's one of those things where, upon multiple viewings, you start to notice it, pick up on little things, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, oh, that oh, makes really? sense. Oh, oh, I get it now." And I didn't uh, finish it. And so, where yeah. you stopped, it really takes off after that. There's a lot of like a lot of action yeah. from that point on. If it means anything, my pod did watch the entire movie. That's awesome though. I, I, that was I, something I never thought you would even think about watching. It was there. There was a lot of uh, the options limited. They got like their own Netflix selection yep. there, you know. And I'd seen a lot of the good stuff that was on there, and then that popped up, and I was like, "It's in the classic section." And I was like, "Here we go." Mighty Ducks was on there. Oh, I, that that got turned on for a nice. little bit. Yeah, and I went to bed. It was like every, I'd pass out and I'd wake up. And yeah, I'd turn something on. And I'd pass out and I would wake up. That's why I loved. I loved the flight to Hawaii and back. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. You're just in your own little world there. Got full internet. Like this is not bad at I all. Do that easy. Oh, you can knock out three movies. Whatever. It's. I watched the Sopranos on the way back from. Oh, uh, nice. or not Sopranos. Um, the Godfather series. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. On the way back from Japan. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never in my life would I ever do that ever. Yeah, those my, are long movies. Yeah, long ones. Yeah. Long movies. Good news. Long flight. Yeah. Long <laughs> one. And the pod is like six foot long, and it's like three feet wide. And it's just like your own little, you got your own little world in there. They bring you food. It's awesome. It's so expensive, but it's fucking worth it. Would you rather like three long movies or eight like short movies in like that time period? Well, you never see a guy in an office with 45 fish. You know what I mean? You see one big fish. <laughs> That's very true. Good point. It depends. I mean, I saw I, Tonya the last time I went, right? I watched <laughs> I, Tonya and then... A, is that the movie, I, Tonya? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I liked that. I liked that movie yeah, a lot. Yeah. It was like a mockumentary type uh-huh, thing. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed that movie. I love that movie. I do. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, it was a good movie. It really was. I thought everybody that I played in that played their role perfectly. The mom? Yeah. Hilarious. And then the hitman, the guy that hit... hit oh, uh, yeah. Jeff Galuli. Yeah. Oh, God, that guy. <laughs> Spoiler, Spoiler, by the way. Tonya? Not as terrible as a person as you would think. Yeah. I think the movie was supposed to do that, yeah. but uh-huh. I mean, Nancy, what's her face? Kerrigan, Kerrigan probably yeah. didn't love that movie, but I mean, <laughs> the mom, terrible. Tanya's mom's terrible. It person. makes sense, though. A lot, of, and I'm not saying this is the case with all of them, but a lot of those ice skating moms and, you know, the ones, <laughs> the sports where you come up and do nothing but do that your entire life. Dance moms. A lot moms. of them, man, are not. Gymnastics. We learned that with Larry yes. Nasser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Evan. Evan. Hey. Don't associate me with that. Michigan State. You're still paying them. Patient zero, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, this show is coming to a close. Wait, did you hear about uh, Toy Story being big fans of ours? Who? Toy Story. The movie, the last movie that just came out. Really? A lot of RV awning jokes. No way. Yeah. 
I feel like we're really steering the, the ship for a lot of people. And I think it's a, at some point we're going to get credit for it. Yeah. I mean, Kim Jong-un, we basically launched him into superstar. For sure. Nobody was talking about him no. until we started talking about him. Yeah. Fucking Sleeping Joe, Mexico oh. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> what are these doing? Sleeping. Sleeping. Sleeping in. Sleeping in. We, we drive the conversation about that. Now we got an awning thing and the biggest movie of the year. Probably Toy Story is going to be the biggest movie of the year, right? Everybody loves it. Lion King. Oh. Uh, I think Lion, Lion King comes out in a couple weeks here. Avengers, guys. Come on. Spider-Man. I guess the end of Avengers 2, Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, that's we basically true. wrote the movie for mm-hmm. him. I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, there's another superhero movie I watched. Oh, Spider-Man. We talked yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. I watched Spider-Man. Not the newest one, the, the last one. Maybe that's I'll check out the newest one. That guy, I'm coming around on that guy. Tom? Yeah, coming around on it's him. my guy, Tommy. I didn't like him at first, but... He's got an eight-pack. He, he looks like he's 12. He's a gymnast. Yeah, yeah. incredible athlete, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. He's a gymnast, and now he's an actor? Mm-hmm. That's a good move. There's gymnasts, American Ninja Warrior. Yep. They can go into wrestling. They yeah. can go into acting. But you just got to have a terrible childhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. I've watched the documentary. It's not good. Yeah. But they're incredible athletes. Yeah, they are. Like fucking Ricochet mm-hmm. in oh. WWE, NXT. Electric. He's in WWE right now. Bro. Yeah. I can watch that dude just stand there and do flips all day. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, Cirque du Soleil guy. You're yeah. fucking incredible, man. Cirque du Soleil, by the way, there's another option for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's all, I mean, there's so many things. Basically, Tom Cruise is that way. That's how he got started because he was basically a gymnast. And he got a movie role, didn't do any of his own stunts with all these flips and shit. Can we talk about the Beebs doing that fucking inside oh. leg kick on that bottle cap? <laughs> Flicking his hat at it, too? What a move. It was nice. He, I, he, he needs to give the Tom Cruise stuff a rest. I don't think so after that kick, that Tom inside kick. Trouble. I watched Mission Impossible again last night. <laughs> 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 yeah, doubts, though. Cruise will rip his fucking limbs off. <laughs> I don't know. That kick was very impressive. I was super impressed by that. I was like, good for Biebs, dude. It was a good kick. I mean, what's he do? Just sit on his money now and just fucking chill. Yeah, it seems so. like it. Good for him. Him and Scooter Braun pissing everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> T-Swift is not happy. No. She's number one on the Forbes celebrity list, too, last year, and she's pissed off at Scooter Braun. It's like, hey, T-Swift, not coming off optically great here. I can see why you're pissed. Maybe not a public battle here. You know what I mean? Let's just take this behind closed doors. I don't want any Taylor Swift fans coming after me for that. Oh, her new song's great. Just shake it off. That a baby Z. That a boy Z. Z. Anytime. Look at you with a reference. What big T Swift guy actually? Uh, she makes bangers. Oh yeah. Just like Beebs, mm-hmm. they make bangers. Is there anybody else out there that just makes bangers on a regular basis? Posty. The fray. Post Malone. Yeah. Fray. <laughs> 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 How to save Imagine my life. Dragons. <laughs> Imagine Dragons, Drake. Fray. <laughs> I have the Fray radio on my door list. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get Well, that genre, it. though. Yeah, that genre, there's probably like, what? Feist, Creed, Nickelback, yeah. Fray. They're probably all in there. Yeah, Do you just wait for Marty to come home from a surgery and then put on How oh, to Save a Life? How to Save a Life. Where did I? I've I've said this before. I've crafted my Pandora stations into very good stations. My Kenny Chesney station, it's all I played at Hawaii. It was in, by the way, people that were around us, I could tell that they 
people are turning their music off, mm-hmm. wow. by the way, and letting my speaker just ring. There you go. Because my Kenny Chesney. That's a good feeling. Well, I, you, you have to put in work on there. You have to thumbs down the shit that you don't like. Hey, mm-hmm. Kenny, I don't need your negative shit right now, okay? I'm on the beach right now. And then if another negative song comes out, you just got to get rid of it as quick as possible. Because I think the quicker you do it, too, the yeah, algorithm. They like, know. Hey, he does not want to fuck around with this. Dude. I've been doing that for my Netflix recently. Really? Yeah, so I, I never really realized it, but if you're like searching through it, there's a thumbs up, thumbs down in the panels. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So yeah, so like, oh, like the next couple of days, I've noticed I have like better flicks on there. So Netflix really? is getting rid of Friends, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And The Office and all that. Yeah. Netflix is going to get stripped to the bone here in like a year and a half. Because every company, every network is just going to have their own streaming service. Yep. Right. Everybody wants to have their own streaming yes. service. And AT&T owns like fucking 90% of the content, so that is going to be like the new streaming Time service. Time Warner? Yeah. yeah it's called. It's going to be called HBO Max, I saw. Netflix is HBO moving. is going to be in the name of it? Yeah. HBO Max. It's launching in like 2020, and it's got everything on HBO, which I don't know what me- that means for like HBO Go and their properties, but then it's got like... The entire Warner Brothers uh, catalog of movies and shit. There's a there's going to be a bunch of stuff on there. Jesus. Yeah. Netflix is moving international. Yep. So they they they're really going for that market, and now. they're trying I to think just it's because of all this create all their own content. Yeah, that yeah. Original, their original, original series. Original so can HBO Max be like a great like their own content? Like we were saying. Yeah, I just so. Uh, they've just already like Hulu. Yeah, they've already Amazon. confirmed. They got like eight nine shows slash oh, movies. HBO's there's another crush. one called Quib- Quib- Quibi coming out. I only know that because we were asked if we wanted to do a show with them. Mm. Oh, yep. It was a trout. We don't. The show, <laughs> the show that we, it's, I mean, they're offering us up for it, I guess. It sounds like the perfect show for me and Foxy, to be honest with you. It's about two guys traveling. Nice. And they film you traveling and you flip a coin and you either live the high life in the city or the low life in the city. Oh, oh boy. But this one, guy can't slum it. Well, that's the thing. One person lives the high life, one person lives oh. the low life. <laughs> and I was like, you I'm guys not, already do that. Yeah. yeah every time. You're every time. Give me that house. I was like, I'm not fucking doing it. I, I, they're like, well, we're going to pitch you for it. It's better to say no to something than to not be offered at all. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it. I, I just want to let you know I'm not going to do it. But it's like a month long. You go to 10 different places. It sounds awesome. But every human we've talked to that has had a travel show, they hate it. Yeah. Remember? Uh-huh. Bert Kreischer was like, yeah. the schedule's oh, just crazy. Yeah, yeah like they don't like it. And if I have to slum it in these times, which will happen. Mm-hmm. Like Foxy oh, yeah. will get the fucking Larry Nasser treatment everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be slumming. I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe you get me when I'm 18. I'll go do this thing. Uh, but like, it's a new streaming service, though, uh, digital. That's gonna, They have a lot of money, I guess. They're making a lot of stuff. Wow. They guess, this is how they pitch it to me. They're like, Justin Timberlake's doing stuff with them. Blah, blah, blah. Be a good thing for you to get in with. I'm like, okay, I'll go to fucking Bangladesh and live on the street for a fucking yeah. place. <laughs> get out of here. I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, let them pitch you first. They're not going to pitch me because they're going to listen to my podcast where I'm going to saw it down. <laughs> <laughs> like right now, Klein and Coonan are listening to this just like, God damn it, Pat. <laughs> Could you not edit that out at least? We don't know how much money they're going to offer you to do this. I don't think there's enough. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't mind living like a prince in Bangladesh for a little bit. Yeah, I bet you would. Just let the alternative. Probably not great. I'm probably not coming back. And it's a month and it's it's a pretty long schedule too. It's like, I don't know. I like my bed. (laughs) Like I like traveling, but I like my bed at the end of the day. You're not relaxing at all during that. It's literally just go, go, go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, so I'm out on that. <laughs> hey, Justin Timberlake, you can take that one, bro. <laughs> Look at me. Look how nice of a guy I am. Just giving Timberlake stuff. Uh, he doesn't have enough. Doesn't he own MySpace? Uh, yeah, he did buy it, I think. 
You know what's cooler than being a millionaire? Being a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Justin yeah. Timberlake said that. Three Comic Club. Hashtag Endgang. Hashtag Endgame. If you were a billionaire, what would you buy? Mm. For myself, Todd, Nick, Zito, Ty, and Foxy. Have an incredible Thursday night. Huge thanks to Kirk Herbstreet. And also, shout out to us for figuring out the world's problems. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what we do. That is what we do. We do. That's what we're here for, I feel like. Yeah, because some people are sent to Earth to do different things. Yeah, Elon Musk was sent to Earth to take advantage of all his planet's mm-hmm. technologies and make incredible money off of it. Yep. Which he has done. Yep. It's probably real dumb where he's from, too. You know what I mean? Smartest guy here. Mm. Oh, yeah. Big fish. I'm going water. somewhere else. Yeah. I'm going to take my fucking, my little rocket ship and go home. <laughs> Elon. <laughs> it, it would be hard not to just fucking stay here, though. If, yeah. If oh, I'm yeah. the dumbest guy on my planet, uh-huh. the smartest guy on this planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. They say not surround yourself with dumb people, though. You never get better. But <laughs> he's looking pretty good. <laughs> As you know, sits right, right to my <laughs> right. <laughs> Ty Schmidt, hit the music. <laughs> Step one, you say we need to talk He walks, you say sit down, it's just talk He smiles politely back at you You stare politely right on through Some sort of window to your right As he goes left and you stay right Just now.